This episode of The A-Team is brought to you by FaceToFaceGames.com, Canada's number one source for Magic the Gathering card singles. If you're trying to make the community a better place, getting rid of Jonathan Medina is not the way that you do that. And you don't have to do that. And you don't have to do that, by the way. Yes, <laughs> he's doing it all by himself. <laughs> a member of the A team, and we all know what happens to them. They quit magic. <laughs> Welcome to the A team podcast, brought to your ears by ManorDeprived.com, home of Canadian magic. In 2010, a crack magic playing unit was sent to prison by the DCI court for mice they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a federal pound-me-in-the-ass prison to the Canadian underground. Today, still wanted by Wizards of the Coast, they survive as podcasters of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can listen to The A-Team. KYT. Sorry, Jay just agreed with Medina. My head exploded. Jay Boosh. Is this what it's like to be a brewer? Because that was exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what it's like. I fucking, I take it all back. Scotty. I would really like you to, like, come clean. You just mulligan to land, land, elf sword. Every single game. And Medina. So anyways, I had to leave, obviously. Because I'm just not going to sit here and watch chicks get naked when there's training to be done. And now, the A-Team. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 139 of the A-Team Podcast. This is KYT, as always, with my great friends, Jay Boosh, Mr. Scotty Mack, and Jonathan Medina. Hey. How's it going? It's going alright. I'm drinking coffee like an old man over here. I got my Kleenex boxes lined up right here. It's going to be one emotional episode. (laughs) I'm all cried out. I'm all cried out, guys. I was actually waiting for you to say, and I've got this Jurgens bottle right next to me also. <laughs> Why would you need Jurgens? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand. <laughs> so I certainly, I, I certainly don't need Jurgens because I'm here at Jay's place. In hello. 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 Yeah, so GB Calgary is coming up tomorrow. So for you guys, <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, and fucking, fucking Scotty Mac has just arrived on a modern flight machine. And uh, how fucking sweet is that? Shit is fucking sweet. This is the thing that happened. Yes, I got it. It's fucking super sweet. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, it's, it's, it was really neat having Jay here for Toronto, and it's quite another thing for me to be here for Calgary. It's just like really strange for me, but uh, it's cool. I'm digging it. Yeah, Cal- uh, Scotty's never been to Calgary, so we're going to have to make sure. He showed up right in time, right after the Stampede, so it's literally the longest away from the Stampede he could possibly be here, which is great, because the Stampede is terrible. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm super hyped about that. I'm. Uh, it hasn't. It hasn't really kicked in yet. Like, it's still kind of like, just kind of feels kind of normal, whatever. We're just chilling. But I'm sure my my wang will get hard in a minute. <laughs> so, so yeah, I think it's pretty sweet. So we're uh, we're gearing up for GP Calgary. So uh, I believe I'm gonna play some band Hexproof. 
You feel like I feel you know. like I'm gonna play that. Okay. Uh, I I'm going against KYT, and I'm going with Scotty Mac because I said that I would put my face in the Macinator. Yeah, what? Yeah. And you agree with me? That said, that said though, you are picking the the hexproof list that KYT approved. Right. So he, he uh, I guess it was the eleventh place list. Uh, are you actually going to jam some games at a trial or with Scott tomorrow? I'm going to try it, but I feel like if I do that, then I'll want to audible to Jund. <laughs> <laughs> Once he plays the deck, he's not going to want to play it. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe I should just jump in pants off, you know? So. Which is funny because that, that John is what I would recommend. <laughs> yeah, like, and I, but I think like I think the field's gonna be full of Jund, and I mean I think it's also gonna be full of banned hexproof. So yeah, um, it seems it seems to be that that's what I understand the meta game to be over here, and I think that some of the savvy players will be playing blue white red, um, you know, instead of Jund, sort of as like you know trying to squeeze in between the two, and uh, yeah. I mean, it could be pretty good, and we'll we'll see what happens. So, I'm excited. Yeah, I think it's going to be a great time anyway. And uh, what are you playing? I'm obviously playing Naya still. Yeah. Um, uh, I got so. I got some last minute uh, some last minute tweaks. <laughs> uh, most specifically uh, because we expect so much Jun, uh, and really not a lot of like other mid range sort of decks. Um, I've changed the Aurelia from the sideboard, and instead of making her a Sigarda which seems pretty good right now. And uh, and also, I'm after looking at Jerry T's list that he posted today on uh, Star City about his like Black White Humans list that he's still you know still endorsing uh, that AJ won with you know over the weekend. Um, that list doesn't play Skurzdag High Priest. Hmm. Neither of them did. So it's pretty sweet because, like, I had Garrick Relentless in my sideboard as a hedge against that card in particular because, like, that once that card starts making 5-5 five, five demons, I can't possibly ever win the game. Um, so I kind of, like, was going to bring in Garrick's to kind of help with that matchup in particular and that card. Uh, if that's not going to be played all that much um, and most of the Junk Aristocrats players are instead going to be playing, like, this Black White Humans list or something like that, then I'm 100% comfortable. I'm actually jamming two Chandra Pyromasters. And uh, she's been very good in testing, especially against, like, Blue, White, Red, and, and Jund in particular. Because, um, like, she just draws an insane number of cards. Like, combined with Domri as well, it's an extremely effective tool. Uh, Jund kind of goes, like, you know, you put nice early pressure down and you're starting to beat. They go, like, drag test try to stabilize and you just, you know, falter it and kill them. It's pretty sweet. So, I'm uh, I'm excited. It's it's gonna be really good. I'm really looking forward to playing. It's gonna be sweet. Sounds so, great. Yeah. It sounds you're like, gonna hate your deck. It actually That's sounds like you're just running this Naya deck because you like Naya, and like it's kind of like one of those things where you get attached to a deck and then it like falls out of favor in the meta, and then you start tweaking it every week as it falls more and more out of flavor. See and. Then, and, and- it would be really interesting if that were actually the case, though. Like, I feel, I feel like with the metagame going more towards, um, like, Jund and all of the, you know, Blitz-style aggress- aggressive decks, like the, the Black-White and, and stuff like that, I actually like my matchup a lot better, because, like, Boros Reckoner is very, very good in those matchups. Um, 
against like the aggro decks, and I feel like I just do a really good job of beating through Jund's removal. Like I literally have not lost a single game to Jund with this deck yet. Hmm. So yeah, well, that's, that's a reason like, to play it. <laughs> yeah, right, especially if you think there's going to be lots of Jund. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm pretty happy with it. There's actually a lot of people that um, that have started to move to it, and and I would not be surprised to see uh, you know a non-zero number of copies of it in the top 16. Do you think Reed Duke would play this list? Uh, I don't... Reed Duke doesn't like Naya, but Willie... Yeah, he'd play Jen. Uh, he would yeah. play Jen. But, but <laughs> Willie may very well play this deck at the World Magic Cup, so that's uh-huh. something. Speaking of that, fuck, I didn't know that was this weekend, and piss on my ass, I really Next wanted to see Tom Martell. Next weekend. Oh. Well, something is this weekend, and I really wanted to see Tom Martell. The invitation. <laughs> The Invitational, Thursday Games Invitational. Yeah, who fucking cares about that shit? Oh, it's like a Pro Tour, right? Is it? It's as hard as one. <laughs> Sounds like hair. Jobins. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, so it's pretty sweet. There's a lot of magic happening this weekend. Um, Grand Prix Rimini, I guess. Rimini. Yeah, and I think it's uh, <laughs> F14 Field and Booster Draft. Oh Not my good. god, that sounds <laughs> Yeah! I think, I think we all know what choice you guys should have made by the time this comes out yesterday. And there's a lot of... The uh, thing is with it, right, is, is there's a lot of pros that are out right now sort of over in Amsterdam practicing for World Magic Cup already. So it may actually become like a bit of a who's who of attendees. What a yeah, but you still have to watch M14 Limited. Or, just... just... Like just absolute shit. That set is fucking <laughs> irredeemable. Like, it's just so crappy. I can't argue with you. Like, we get six packs of M14 for signing up for the GP, because for those of you that don't know, and th- I could be talking out of my ass here, but I'm pretty sure I'm right, because I'm talking. So, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> um, so when you sign up for GP Standard, you get six packs of X. And it's, as far as I know, it's because they don't want it to be, uh, otherwise it would be turned as gambling because you're paying money into a prize pool that you're playing to win, similar to like, say, like a poker tournament would be. So what they do here is you actually are just buying six packs of product, and then with your six packs, you get a free entry into this tournament with fabulous prizes. So instead of giving us sweet packs, they gave us important. So those are probably just gonna rot <laughs> in my truck for years. It's pretty, pretty bad value. Yeah, pretty sweet door stop. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just absolute shite. Yeah, I agree. Have you guys played much of the format? I have. I have. And, oh, 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 look at this. <laughs> we, have a, we have a challenge here. Uh, yeah. Well, before I, you know. Before I made my announcement, all I crap. A uh, couple, uh, I played uh, a couple pre-releases and uh, some other stuff. And uh, yeah, I found it to be pretty shitty and uh, like very bomb-oriented. And I don't know, I'm talking about more so than normal, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like because I don't know anything about limits, so like, yeah. who knows, right? But I just found that like there was like very there was a lot less skill, and then sometimes people would have these. Six sliver draws, which you just can't beat yeah, in the it's format. Like, it's like, like turn one guy, or maybe it's turn two guy, like that. That is a, like the muscle sliver, like the one one plus one yeah. plus one or whatever. Then it's turn two make or turn three make two slivers. Then it's turn four put two more slivers into play. You're like, yeah, all right. 
Yeah, because, like, the tools they give you are, like, shrivel and, like, something else, but it's, like, it doesn't do anything for the sli- against the sliver deck by the yeah. time you cast it. So it's, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 I don't know. And, and that's and the thing, then, is, like, uh, and, like, those slivers, there's, like, four of them that are even relevant or good. Yeah. And then the, the rest are kind of shitty anyway. So, like, these sliver draws are just the same over and over again. And, like, oh, you know what's sweet about Doomblade? Fucking nothing now that it's an uncommon. <laughs> nice rare removal you have in the set. Oh, you know what's great about common removal? It costs five. Sweet. And it's a sorcery. Even better. <laughs> I, I lost to a, I lost to a, a Drooly. Um, Fucking Drooly. It was one of his... Uh, I think it might have been his first Magic tournament. Uh, no offense, by the way, oh, for thanks. listening. Um, yeah, no offense, truly. So, so I'm like really like controlling the board. I'm winning. I was running like a blue-black control deck, and um, I'm winning. And then he uh, he had that org, the the org that has that uh, gives his dudes plus two, uh, plus two plus zero oh, in haste. In haste, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, ogre, I think it's an ogre. Not yeah, ogre. yeah, yeah. But anyways, uh, he had that, and like he played it, and I think I countered it with, like, a counter spell, or I killed it, like, right away, and I'm like, yeah, sick, I wanted to deal with that guy. So, um, I start to build my little, like, flyer army, you know? Yeah. And then he goes, uh, Rise of the Dark Realms. Yeah, and, like, nine, nine mana, fucking... All, all his dudes come into play, they all have haste and plus two, because that stupid guy was in the graveyard. <laughs> all his dudes, all my dudes, I'm just dead, you know, I can't beat it. So the next game, I have to, like, Hold my cancel like it's like it's you know I can't counter anything. Yeah. The only card I can counter is Rise of the Dark Realms and that's it. You know. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't like the format at all. So I, I've played and I don't know why it's been my most. I don't feel like I don't like the set that much, but I don't feel I don't know why it's my most successful format ever. Because right. you're a really <laughs> probably. Probably <laughs> I I played like three pro release release events. Finished second, first, first. Played our first like ever at face to face games. We had the the team sealed tournament for the wow, first time. That sounds so wicked. Yeah, and we got twenty teams. Wow. To play. So so sixty people. That's not so that's bad. That's fucking pretty good, man. I we we split the our team split the decks. I got the the sweet sliver deck. We made it to top four, and like we win the whole thing. We win the whole. Look, like he got the sweet sliver deck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Yeah. With the with the red rare also that like the Hellrider guy that oh, can, can ping guys. Yeah, so, yeah, that guy's good. That sliver's good. There's like a few sweet, like specifically sweet cards uh, in the format. Like the one card that everyone uh, liked to interact, like have them in their deck, was the black um, two three four four, where every enchantment you play can give yeah, a white cast. Minus, oh, minus, white cast right. is really good. Yeah, I had three right. of him. Yeah, he was. And then he well, really then you have. You need like a sick amount of quack sickness where you yeah. just like start two for wanting everyone. So there's that, but like as a whole, it's not as as complex as, as previous core set with actual mechanics like exalted and and yeah, other like stuff that are magic more card. yeah right. <laughs> that, but, uh, uh, the fight card that adds a plus one plus one. Fuck that card goes like that last pick is, in every draft. It's that insane. card is good. Yeah, <laughs> insane. <laughs> Yeah, that card's real good. I yeah, got like, <laughs> back to the back to the sliver player, who's actually like a good player, but in this case, he just had the drooly deck or whatever, right? Like <laughs> he's like, yeah, turn two muscle sliver, turn three make two slivers, turn four put two slivers into play, and then turn like I'm like play a guy like finally, and then he's like turn five, yeah, 
Make make my five five a six six and fight your five five. Oh fuck. Okay, sweet deck. Nice life. I'll just kill <laughs> so myself. Is, so is, is green actually good in this format then? Fuck fine. Yeah, it's it's pretty fine. Green is pretty fine. But I mean, like, how good of an like an endorsement is that? Like, it's pretty fine. Like that's how that's how enjoyable this set is. I went two one in the only draft I've ever played. I had a wicked blue black enchantment deck that had like three light casters in it and a bunch of enchantments, and I fucking hated it the entire time I played. <laughs> like even when I was winning, I was just like, yeah, I play this card, whatever. Like, go. I Every fucking... time I tap my mana, part of me dies instead. Yeah, and all of your creatures die at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. I don't know. I, I don't know why I'm. I'm... Cause you win, cause you won with it. That's why. Yeah, I won with it. I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, <laughs> um, I never like one of my friends showed showed me his pool. Um, he didn't understand why he was doing so bad. He's normally a, a pretty good player, so he shows me his pool. He's playing white red, and I just look at his blue green cards, and I'm like, you should have just went blue green. And he's just adamant. He's just one of those guys that you know. JJ's very familiar with these people who just like ask for advice but don't. Yeah. Don't really listen. Yeah. They just still justify their bad choices. <laughs> so we ended up. So I ended up taking his blue green leftovers, and we actually played for money. And I beat him. Oh, that's, so awesome. that's the best. And then you should have just fucked that guy in his ass. Like you should have just been like, "Fuck you, fuck you, and you're like, fuck, fuck you." Don't ever fucking ask me for advice again, you fuck. And then like he would have got the message. <laughs> Because I guarantee so, you that guy's still going to be... Who was it that did that? Oh, it's my friend Fred. Very good friend. Oh, Fred. Uh, oh very good. Other people were laughing. Just blasted on here, man. <laughs> Everybody, like, was, like, heard about it. Like, that was playing hilarious. Leftovers. So they were watching and, like, how serious we were. And I just, like, stomped. <laughs> oh, man, that's so good. So good. Fucking Fred. Typical <laughs> Fred. Oh, man. I wish I could do that to someone. That would have been sweet. So, uh, so the elephant in the room, huh? Yeah, there's an elephant in the room. I don't like <laughs> elephants very much. <laughs> they never forget anything. No, they don't. They don't. Yeah, so, uh, so I guess uh, I'll announce the topic. Uh, I'm leaving the game of magic. Oh, wait, 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 wait. You can't. You can't do that. You can't quit. I, you know what? I can't. No, I, you thought you, I thought you meant I couldn't announce the topic. You can't quit. You can't quit. Because you you're fucking fired! You're fired! Oh, you guys are firing me first? <laughs> yeah. First place is a Cadillac. Second place is steak knives. Third place is you're fucking fired. <laughs> oh, you guys are like the guys who has to break up with the girl before she breaks up with them, right? That's what has to happen. Yeah, she's like, I'm yeah. sorry I found someone else. And you're like, yeah, well, I killed your cat. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, and I'm moving. So fuck you and you're ugly. <laughs> and I'm moving. And you're ugly. Yeah. Uh, you suck dick worse than your mom. Burn. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so um, yeah, I don't even know how to go into this topic. It's it, it's weird. I, I guess like we kind of just go into it. So John is. Quitting magic and quitting the podcast. He's abandoning us. Correct. And he is selling legit. Correct. 
And he is selling all his shit? Yeah, all the magic cards are leaving the house. Um, I, I'm still undecided on my EDH binder, which is the binder I use to build EDH decks out of. There's a ton of foils and, like, dual lands and stuff in there. And uh, I might just throw that in the box and put it in the cellar for a rainy day because I don't think those cards are ever going to go down. It's just, like, foil time warps and, like, you know, everything Whoa. that everything for, like, the EDH, you know, stuff like foil swords to plowshare, you know, foreign black order dual lands and stuff, fetch lands and stuff like that. So, you know, I think that stuff will always maintain value. So I might just stick that in a box and throw it downstairs. There's also, like, at least 100 foil um, unhinged uh, lands, those unhinged, like, basics. Mm-hmm. So, like, all that stuff... Um, so I might throw that little bit in the box, but the rest of it, everything, my decks, um, legit MTG inventory, like everything in my trade binders, everything that's randomly sitting on my desk right now, all of this stuff is going to get sold, get out of my life. And what's the reason for that? Um, well, I think a lot of people think, uh, a lot of people think a couple things, so I just want to kind of give a clear reason. Um, so some things happened in my personal life. Uh, I cheated on my wife, and I and am just, now... Just to make sure, that's not like you kissed a girl. Once. No, no, no. <laughs> it was like an affair, like, okay. uh, like, a, like a span of time. And, and we could get into the details in a minute. Yeah, um, sure. Uh, not too many details, but, you know, enough details for people to understand. Because some people were asking me, did you cheat on your wife with magic? And right. I was like, no, no, it was because actually, you're quitting magic, and so then you're, you, you know, so then like, and yeah. some people feel that way. I feel like you're cheating on me with your friends. I feel like you're yeah. cheating on me with your car. I feel like, you know, some people feel that way. So, John, you just want to clarify that it was an actual affair with another woman. Yeah, it was an actual affair with another woman. Um, and it wasn't like I'm not trying to blame magic. Like, oh man, magic made me do it. You know, um, <laughs> what what I'm trying to do is like. Now my wife has given me a shot to like rebuild things. Um, and so I am trying to like remove this stuff from my life so I can have a clear plate so I can focus on rebuilding things with my wife. And I feel like, uh, as we alluded to in the balance episode, I feel like my life was already becoming, um, very distant from my wife because I was spending so much time away from her and so much time like inside my own head um, we didn't have a lot of time to connect as a couple. And so, uh, I think that that kind of made a platform for me to start, you know, just getting ideas for me to start kind of all that space. When you have that much space between you and your wife, there's a lot of room for things like this. And so I figured that, uh, the best way to focus on my relationship now is to just remove all this stuff out of my life. Hmm. Okay. So, and, and, and to be clear, also, my wife is not making me do this. She didn't say, like, okay, if you want a second chance, you got to get rid of magic, you know? She just, um, I just know that right now, you know, she's trying to work through some things, and I know that, like, my words are not very helpful to her. You this know is, what I mean? This like, is a point of contention, you feel, and you want yeah. to make the gesture. Yeah, it's a gesture, and it's not only, like, a lot of people have been like messaging me and saying, dude, you got to make sure you're happy. Are you sure? Like this sounds like a knee jerk reaction. And like, you know, if you're not happy in the marriage, it's not going to work. Um, it's like, it's something I'm choosing to do and I'm happily choosing to do it. I'm excited to see like, 
our relationship repaired. I'm excited to, you know, spend some time with her, like doing th- all the things that we wanted to do that I couldn't do because I was like, you know, running a business or because I had to go and buy cards from somebody or because on the weekend there's a GP or because I'm recording a podcast every Thursday, you know? So like a bunch of things that we just couldn't do uh, because of, because of that, like I'm going to be able to do that. So I'm looking forward to that. And it's, it's a choice that I made, not her. And it's one that I'm happy to make. Um, you know, it's all about like, it's all about wanting the right things in life. And I think that I kind of, uh, I I was I was a certain person uh, years and years ago, and I think that person has changed over all these years. And I didn't want to be where I'm at right now, so I'm trying to do like some corrective action, you know, in my life. So it's interesting that you say that because there's like there's there's two schools of thought, also, or two questions I think that kind of like hang around that that uh-huh. you know. Um, really need, I think, some clarity uh, in order to, to make sure that we're on the same page here. And I mean we as in, like, you and the community, right? Okay. So, like, first and foremost is um, you've got to figure, was there something, like, I mean, obviously everybody right instantly assumes that Heather was the one that you had a, an affair with, right? Like, we know yeah. it's Which is, like, right? so, like just, just to make sure that everybody that thinks that is, like, knows that they're such a fucking idiot um first of all like if you know like you must know enough about both people to know that they seem to be close friends and any of course any time in a community especially a community as backwards and neck bearded as the magic community full of scrubs and dickholes uh they know that as soon as a man and a woman have any sort of friendship that they must be fucking and so you know that medina and heather apparently have this fucking relationship, but you don't know enough that they live across the country from each other? And have never actually met. And have never met. Never met, met. yeah. And then I guess, then they could start to think, well, you know, this could be Medina's (laughs) secret family, or Medina could be going to GPs, but could be fucking this. But that's that's not really feasible, because all these people are meeting Medina at GPs. Like, oh, you know when Medina went to GP Toronto? He was actually in Vegas fucking Heather. No, he met people at GP Toronto. They were like, hey, are you Medina? And he was like, yeah. And then it was like, huh. Unless I sent my twin brother to GP Toronto. Yeah, like... So that I could carry on an affair. Like, it just just doesn't make any sense. Like, like, to jump to that conclusion, like, like, use your fucking brain. Like, this is not Yu-Gi-Oh. If you would like to play Magic, (laughs) I would expect that you know how to use your fucking noggin, even though most (laughs) of you don't. Like, just just for just even just a second. And, like, I'm not getting into this to defend... Uh, John, or to defend Heather. Like, Heather can defend herself, and, you know, if I defend her, I'm a white knight. If I don't defend her, then I'm a black knight. Whatever. Fuck my ass. <laughs> but what I'm saying is just that, like, I'm just really just getting sick of, like, being associated with you people. Like, it's absolutely terrible that I have to be part of a community where you guys act like this. Because, like, you're not even, you're not even considering it for a second, the possibility. The actual possibility. Yeah, the it was very surprising. Like, uh, I wanted to make the announcement because, uh, you know, I'm kind of like I'm an upfront kind of guy. I want people to know uh, from me what happened. I want people to know from me like what's going down. Like, so the fact that I was leaving legit, I didn't want to do it in a backhanded way where I just kind of like sell the company and then disappear, and then people are like, "What the heck happened?" You know. So when I made the announcement, I was just thinking about like. Um, 
you know, how to manage like the kind of the fallout after and those kind of things. But I never thought that people would assume Heather. And I don't know why I never thought it. Cause like people had already had their like suspicions or whatever. They were already like sending her DMS and stuff like yeah. just on and off. And so, so like, ridiculous. I never, That's so ridiculous. Yeah. And yet, you know what? And yet, I'm the chauvinist, misogynistic asshole. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, me. Exactly. I am. Oh, are you yeah. a woman? You're talking to a man? You're a slut. <laughs> so that even... guy, he's a jerk, though. <laughs> I didn't even assume that people would do that. And then once I made the announcement, Heather got, like, some crazy amount, like, 40 messages, like, calling her a whore and stuff. Oh, and it's yeah. just like, what? Like, and I really felt bad. I felt bad for her and her new husband. Uh, that that they're now like, and then nobody was sending me like I was expecting when I made this message. Just like when I I, I, I kind of was clear on what what happened. So I was expecting when I when I put that out there that I was just going to get this like like the normal magic community reaction where everyone's like, oh scumbag, I knew it all along. Yeah, you the, know? Chris, and like, the Chris macaroni. The, yeah, like good riddance and like yeah. there's no place for you in this community and like yeah. yeah, all this stuff. Like I expected that to come my way, and it seems like a bunch of stuff like that went toward Heather and none. I got like I got like Sean Piconi was like the only dude who was like who I seen was saying like stuff, yep. you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like blown away. I was just like, whoa, like this is insane. Um, Fucking Sean Piconi. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame the guy. I don't blame the guy. I understand where he's coming from, you know. Yeah, he's coming from a trailer park. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's so that's what happened. I um I had this affair and uh I and actually we, and and like we talked about this this person and it's been going on for or it had gone on for it went on for about a month. Okay. It went on for about a month. Um Actually, uh, the reason I couldn't come on the podcast last week was because my wife and I were still talking. Like, I I came clean on Wednesday night. So, so maybe let's start from the beginning there. So, you started having this affair with this person. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I no, 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 no. We can't start there. That's not even starting at the beginning. Okay. So, so okay. So real talk. Okay. None of this like pussyfooting around this nonsense. Do I need to TSG you guys and be like, uh, so allegedly there are no. some allegations. <laughs> <laughs> that were alleging that I was to be alleged that. Uh, to be accused and the... Uh... <laughs> so, so we'll lay it down straight up, okay? okay? So very clearly you have indicated that, you know, there was a distance between you and your wife that you claim to have created um, by diving headfirst into magic as a business community lifestyle. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is true. So now on top of that, um, then you have to consider, okay, so what was it that prompted you to initiate this affair? Was it like, was it you that initiated? Was it someone else that was dropping advances? And you just kind of like, and like, how was it received? Like, how did that all start? So uh, the affair happened with a, a good friend of mine. Um, it was somebody who I had been in uh, constant contact with through like text messaging. Yeah. And and so like, uh, this is somebody I've known for a long time, and so we were text messaging. Um, 
and it's kind of like uh, there's just kind of like a bond started to form there, and like especially because like my wife doesn't text message a lot, um, so like while I'm like running around doing things, you know, I'm like text messaging back and forth with this girl, you know, and so that's kind of where the, where it all started. Where you did know? you meet this girl? Uh, I met her out in California when I used to live there. Okay. I dated I dated her actually back in the back in the day like before I met my wife before every oh, okay. like before everything you know um so so yeah so that's what uh, I kind of like reconnected with her somehow like on Facebook or something we started text messaging and that was going on for a, a, quite a while I don't really know how long it's obviously more and than like that. what was the nature of the text messages like just like hey how are you or like did it escalate um. The text messages were, it was like, how, how, how are you, you know, at first, but uh, this girl likes to text, mes- text message a lot. Uh-huh. So, you know, when you have, like, when you're text messaging that much, you can't just be like, hey, how are you, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to escalate to things, you know, things are going to come up, uh, you know, if she hooked up with a guy, she would tell me about it, like, just kind of like, oh, yeah, I had a good night last night, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, what happened? Oh, I hooked up with this guy. And I'm I like, how did you meet him? You know, and then we start, and then, yeah, you know, obviously you get to that topic, right? You get to like, what well, what happened? You know, like, you know, let's talk about it. And so, so yeah, we would, we would talk about just about everything uh, in the, in those natures, just because we talk, we text it like all day long. So everything that happened, we would talk about, you know, and, so, and there was definitely so- like sexual text messages. But it wasn't like sexting. It wasn't like I'm gonna do this or I'm gonna do that. It was kind of just like um, you know, she would tell me about um, her like experiences or whatever, or she would talk talk to me about like the things that you know she enjoyed or stuff like that. You know. Uh huh. Mm. And so that would get you all hot and bothered. And then you know, as a male, you know, when you get that sort of thing dropped on you, your initial response is, "Oh, that sounds great. I, you know." What it would do is give me ideas for sure, and it would let me know that, like, it let me know that she was open to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, like, she was open to, like, since she was open to discuss it with me, and I, I wouldn't make, like, jumps, you know, saying, like, well, anyone who discusses this with me obviously wants to, like, have sex with me, but what I would say is that, like, if she's discussing it that much with me, there's definitely some kind of connection there with her, and yeah. she and she's kind of like... Um, kind of putting out, like, vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. And so so very clearly, this level of intimate connection was missing with your wife as well? Like, like did, did that start because it was new and exciting, or did it start because you felt that that level of connection was actually just missing from your partner in your house? I feel like um, it wasn't missing, per se, with my wife, because, like, my wife and I, you know, had a pretty... Um, active relationship, I guess you could say. Um, I want to say, I want to say uh, kind of away from some of that area because, you know, I, I respect my wife. I want other people to respect my wife. Um, of course. You know, no, so. And I, I understand that. And my only motivation, just so that I'll, I'll lay it out uh, on the table, is like, like men, like generally people don't just have affairs. Like they happen for a reason, and typically it's because you find something in someone else that you didn't have or forgot that you had or didn't think that you had. Do you know yeah, what I, I mean? Think, I think I fall in the category of forgot or didn't think. Um, 
because like with that space, like with all that time I spent away uh, sure. doing magic things and stuff, like with that space, I didn't really remember uh, what it was like to kind of court my wife, you know, to kind of date my wife. Um, yeah. And and then when you do that, when you when you when you're away from home and when you're doing other things, uh, there's a lot of resentment that gets built. So like you know, um, when I leave and say I'm going to a tournament, you don't mind, do you? You know, question mark. And then she's just kind of like, yeah, it's fine, you know. But like inside, she's resenting that because she wants to spend time with me or whatever. Yeah. So then like when I show up and then like like I don't have a tournament one weekend, I'll be like. Hey, you want to hang out like on the couch? You want to like cuddle up or something? She's like, no. Like she kind of feels like, oh well, whenever you're around, yeah. you know, you want to spend time with me now. But like every time that I want to spend time with you, you're running out to do something. Like, so it's it's natural that like, you know, she would build that resentment up, and then I would kind of feel a little bit rejected, you know, if she was like, sure. no, I'd rather just read my book or whatever. And I, I'm not like, you know, it's just kind of like what's happening. We kind of were. We were both we were both experiencing this, and like I didn't really, and then I was always like exhausted, right? Because I would go to bed at like one or two in the morning, and then like so I didn't really feel like I had like, and I'm not trying to like escape the the blame here. I totally did something wrong. I take I think John though. I think the thing is that like what we're trying to tell you is that just because you fucked someone else doesn't mean that you're a piece of shit or that you. Uh, it's all your fault, or that you're an idiot, or that you have a brain malfunction, or something. What we're trying to get at, I think, is that no marriage is perfect. Yeah. And I don't think there's a tactful way to go around it. Like, I think if we ask you what was wrong with your marriage, and you say, these things are wrong with my marriage, I think that is going to sound to everybody like you're blaming your wife or or yeah. you're or yeah. you're worried that you're that you're going to sound like that and I think that it's it's a really valid worry and yeah. obviously we can get off this topic if you want to for sure but mm-hmm. I think just like that's what we're trying to hammer home is that um no marriage is perfect and I can guarantee you uh, as a man with many friends and many experiences every man uh looks and 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 looking is is different for everybody. Glancing, staring, drooling, thinking, mm-hmm. uh, spank banking for later, fantasizing. That's all. Those are all encompassed in looking and thinking and whatever. Yeah. But I and and I'm sure women do it too. But I don't know. Uh, so that's why I said all men. So I think what we're trying to get at is the fact <laughs> that there's. I think what you need to do, and and this was touched on with some of your other, um, you know, comments from people, but. Yeah. I think a, a big key for you and for your wife to figure out is what the problem in your marriage was. And that is the cause of your affair. I don't think that you're the cause of your affair. And I don't think that your wife is. And I don't think that the the other woman is. Mm-hmm. I think that there's something that is that caused your affair to happen. And I think that it was probably a culmination of many things. Yeah. And... And like I said, no no marriage is perfect, and everybody reacts to everything differently. And I think that what we're trying to get at is we're tr- like it's not so much that we're trying to you know force you to diagnose it, like yeah. yeah, or force you to admit that, but it's a discussion that we're trying to have to to mainly to see like if that's a possibility that you think and how you go about that because I think that's a big. Like, for me, I don't, that's not an opinion that I have. According mm-hmm. to my brain, that's a fact. 
Like, that's how marriages yeah. and relationships work. I, yeah. There's, I, there's I a agree. crack, and, you know, the water erodes it over and over and over until yeah. it becomes a, a dam burst, right? Yeah. That's how so, I feel about it. What I, what I can say is, like, I agree with that 100% to the degree of there was definitely issues, and the issues I was describing is I was unavailable, uh, she was cold when I tried to connect uh, because yeah. of the resentment, you know, um, those kind of things. Uh, those things are, um, maybe they're symptoms of, like, a deeper problem. Yeah. Um, they're, maybe they were the problem. But what I will say is that I need to take full responsibility for what I did like, yep. I know that, you know, I'm not saying, like, yeah, I'm, like, the scum of the earth because I did this. I think it was, a, like, a terrible thing to do. I think it was incredibly selfish and self-absorbed. Um, but what I, what I, what I want to make sure is, like, yeah, there's these problems. But, like, before I had the affair, I could have analyzed my marriage. You know what I mean? I could have stopped myself and said, wait a second. Like, this, I'm getting into, like, deep waters here. What is wrong with my marriage? Like, there's, that's where my responsibility lies, is to, like, say, hey, man, I made these vows. You know, I supposedly love this woman. Like, why am I going down this road? So I can't just let myself off the hook and say, you know, yeah, it was probably these problems that were the, that were the source. Mm-hmm. The problems allowed me to get into that place where, like, I was far from my wife. But, like, once I got there, I needed to check myself, you know. Like, it, it's like, yeah, maybe your car drives you into Death Valley, but, like, you're the one who's, like, steering it, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're the one yeah. taking it there. You're the one putting well, gas in it. And, and the truth is, 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 that, is the reason that I'm trying to help you get through this is actually just for everyone else. And not so that everyone else can, you know, clean up their opinion of you, but it's just because we've all had, you know, like Jay said, no marriages are perfect. You know, we've all had ups and downs. We've all had, you know, different problems. And I think that it's extremely valuable for the rest of us to learn from, you know, from your experiences and be able to pick up on some of those road signs that you may have missed or ignored along the way so that, you know, other people don't find themselves in the same situation. Because, you know, it's, and I, and I think it's really valuable for us to be able to explore that. And you've been doing a fantastic job of, you know, keeping all of that straight with us. And, and I think you've been doing great. And, and so, you know, that's sort of where I think that that's the value I think that you're going to bring to everyone else is is you're going to be able to help everyone else out for this as well. I think I think that's a big that's actually a big thing that it's one of the reasons I'm so open about what happened is yeah. because when it happened I, you know I wanted to tell my wife from, from day one you know I wanted to tell her from like day one look this happened like let's work it out or something you know but like I couldn't I couldn't bring myself to do it because like uh, you know I knew I was going to hurt her and like I didn't know. Like, you obviously want to look for, like, the most opportune time, but, like, there's never an opportune time to be like, hey, I cheated on you, you know? Right. No. So, so like, you just, like, uh, and then you don't, like, you want to find the opportune time, but then you say, it just becomes a lie that you tell yourself, right? I'm just going to look for the opportune time. Yeah. And then you're just, you're basically just prolonging so you don't have to say it. But, like, when I actually said it, and then, like, after that, like, there's no hand, there's no handbook on yeah. how to, like, do this, you know what I mean? Like, and then yeah. what do you do, like, when when you tell her and you break her heart, like, then what? Like, right. you know, it's, it's just, like, so, like, I'm open about it because, like, I don't know, if somebody wants to talk to me about it or somebody wants to see what, what, what I went through, and I'm not, like, I'm definitely, it's only been a week since I told her, right? So, like, I'm not, like, past it and, like, above yeah. it and, like, I haven't won yet, you know? This is a, this is a work in progress and, like, you know, we're still trying to figure everything out. I mean, we scheduled some counseling 
for for the both of us. Uh, that's that's going down in a couple of weeks, you know. But um, but yeah, it's just like there's so many things that so many questions that I had when it happened that I was just like, well, who who can I ask about this? Like, this is crazy. Like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I like give her space? Do I like not give her space? Like, do I you know? how do I manage these questions she asked me? Do I give her, like, complete, full honesty? Like, and just tell her everything, even though, like, some of it I feel like is not really necessary, you know? And and what I did was I didn't give her any space uh, unless she asked for it. And so I just hung out, and I let her, like, just basically beat on me verbally, you know? Um, and, and she deserves that, you know? And then I answered every single one of her questions with full honesty. And... um and so through that, we talked for like two days, two and a half days straight, like without so, sleeping. So let's go back to the kind of the beginning there. Okay. So <clears throat> this affair started mm-hmm. somehow. Yeah, it started with just like hugging and then cuddling and then, you know, and then like it was a very gradual thing. And then, uh, you know. And she she would like drink, you know, when she starts to drink, you know, she starts getting a little frisky and then you And know. you and like you just didn't like I guess what I'm trying to figure out or like I guess what I'm trying to get at because again, like I don't want like I don't want it to be like a red shoe diaries. Like I'm not interested in yeah. that. I'm just trying to figure out like I've never been in this situation and I'm trying to figure out how that situation came up. Like, I, I I don't know. Like, I'm assuming it's not like a porn, right? It's not like, no. did you order a pizza? And then, you know, <laughs> your dick is in the pizza. Like, I'm assuming that it it was, there was something that happened and then you just... What what would happen would, we would have, like, physical encounters where, like, we're cuddling or, like, we're, uh, you know, hugging or something. And then she would talk about it in text message after. Like, oh, yeah, that was really nice. Like, you know. So like, but uh, how does that how does that happen? Like, like how do you how like when you're cuddling with her? Yep. Is that not cheating? Cheating? Yeah. Yeah, I would. Like, is that cheating. like like yeah. is that was it intimate cuddling? Like, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. Um, it was like what's a cuddle? Very, like, why? Like, not, what was your wife doing at the time? Um. Well, it depends on like which time you know that happened. Right. Um. So sometimes, like, this was at my house, like, the girl would hang out with me, watch TV, you know? And you, and, and, so, like, and your wife wasn't there, or? She was, she was like, sleeping or something. Okay. So, um, or she, or she wasn't there, like, either, either or, you know? Right, yeah, whatever, yeah. Um, I know, like, the the crowd right now is probably being like, dude, what a scumbag, like, you're going there cuddling with some other chick while your wife's sleeping, and yes, like, that's, a, it's a scummy thing to do, you know, and that's kind of like, like these were the kind of details I had to like tell my wife, mm-hmm. and they they didn't feel good for her. They, they were really hurtful, you know. Yeah. But yeah, so so to, to answer yeah. your question, like so, what would happen is like we would uh, we would just like be watching TV, and then you know she'd be like kind of like hinting like she wanted to cuddle or whatever, and then we would just cuddle. It wasn't like intimate cuddling at first, not like where like I'm like kissing her or anything. It would just be like she would just kind of like curl up with me, you know, like just. And okay, like uh, like okay, uh, like a big thing that I'm trying to figure out. Uh-huh. I'm trying to figure out if this girl manufactured this. So like here's so here's the thing. No, I wouldn't like my wife. My wife thinks see, and this is kind of like where, 
like it's a super it is super hard for me to kind of navigate right mm-hmm. because my wife as a woman has her opinions about that and mm-hmm. and me as as like trying to just be like straight up about this i don't want to like pass the blame on anyone so i'm not going to be like oh this chick seduced me you no, know I mean? of course not but, but yeah. that okay. doesn't, that doesn't mean that she didn't no but yeah but hold on hold on so it's it's very obvious that at this point you are starting to feel like you know you you, you use the word rejected right so i mean anytime you know you're so sure you're away right and you're yeah. building up resentment in your wife and then when you come and you're like okay well i have all this time now like let's you know, let's be intimate, let's connect, and she, you know, is cold or stumps you, then, like, as a man, you kind of, you know, your natural reaction is going to be, like, either deflated ego and or, you know, we'll find fuck you then, I'll just text this chick who thinks I'm hot, you know? And, yeah. and I mean, like, and, like, that builds. Like, that goes on. The longer that cycle continues to fester, like, the the worse it gets and the deeper it goes. Yeah, and so what and, I should have done, and I agree, but what I should have done is just, like... You should have, have addressed it with your wife. Yeah, have oh, a sit I, down with my wife totally and agree. be like, yeah, I'm feeling like... I should have told her, look, I'm feeling like cheating on you because I'm feeling rejected or I'm feeling like yeah. not a man and, or like, you And the, know. the problem is, is that the bigger your male ego is in that field to begin with, the more apt you are to reply and respond to that sort of behavior with, you know, like malicious backlash, you know, like screw you, you don't care anyway, you know, and like, like I totally understand, you know, so, so and I, for the record, I, for the record I, I, I know I, I seem to have a big ego and I like push it and like, that's the persona I push, but like, I didn't maliciously backlash. I was more kind of just like, uh, a little like hurt and then kind of like withdrawn. So I would just withdraw and, and create more space. I wouldn't necessarily backlash at her. You know, I just think that like the, what happened was the elements all came together and it was just, yeah. it was very easy for me to like have an affair uh, because of the way these elements all fell together. Not no, I necessarily, yeah, I didn't go out looking like and saying like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to cheat because like my ego. No, no. no, obviously, no, listen, listen, like you said, it's the perfect storm, right? Like you, the distance between you and your wife is increasing, you know, the, the cold, the, the temperature is dropping, the resentment is rising. And then all of a sudden there's this hot little number who, you know, very clearly is interested in you and you, and makes you feel good about yourself. You know, whether it's in the way that she talks to you, whether it's in the way that she connects to you, like I totally understand. And, you know, and that being the case, like, like you naturally just gravitate towards that. Like this is, this is, textbook how my my first you know engagement in it. like textbook mm-hmm. aside from the fact that she was an alcoholic and cheated on me three times but you get the idea like yeah. like that's what that's what happens right like the distance starts and then you know suddenly somebody comes along who makes you feel like you used to with your wife again and yeah, you know like it's not a seduction but like your natural social driver dictates that you do what makes you feel good yeah, so, and so so that's what was that was that's what was happening. The, the physical yeah. connections were starting to to happen, and, and I would say yes that at the point where we started cuddling, that was technically cheating, you know. And uh, had my wife like came in while we were cuddling, I'm sure she would not have been okay with that, you know. Yeah. Um, but but in my mind, the way I would just justify it in certain ways, you know, uh, just kind of like put myself in denial and be like, yeah, this is okay, I guess, like as long as I don't like cross this line, you know what I mean. 
but like the line keeps just getting pushed, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and as you keep doing more physical things, you're kind of like, well, as long as I don't push this line, as long as I, and pretty soon, like all the lines are gone, yeah. you know? And, and you're just like, well, crap, like I knew, <laughs> you know? So that happened. Yep. An affair starts. And then you... KYT, this is no laughing matter. Your, your laugh track is not permitted here. <laughs> so that happens, and then... And then What's KYT going to do then? <laughs> he's just going to... The only thing he's going to be able to do this is... is uh, he's going to be able to do that. Whoa. I, I am you know like, whoa. This is this mind-blowing. Is, this is all the old guys laying it down for you before you decide to, you know, walk down this I'm road. never going to have to make a mistake. Ever. I'm never going to have to make ever. <laughs> what do you think about this KYT, by the way? You said your mind is blown, or what, what, what's your, going through your head right now? I mean, I, I've, I've told uh, Scott personally that, like, I, I totally understand how how um, things like that can happen. Um, wow. <laughs> I was just mind blown. And, um, I mean, I, I think I've been in scenarios where these things could have happened, but um, but I think I've I've never uh, put myself in physical locations where where it would encourage that to develop. Uh-huh. So uh, I've been I could say I've been lucky to to have never uh, come close uh, to being your scenario, and and I'm just like I'm just feeling for you. I just couldn't can't possibly understand how it feels to to tell her the truth yeah and and yeah i just i feel for you it's just like it's it's definitely tough and it's something that i knew i would have to do some point in my relationship and it's just like man this is going to be like this could mean the end of my relationship it was like the first time in my life where i felt like i could just lose you know like in most of the time in my life i feel like i can't lose you know what i mean like if I got fired from my job, like, I can't lose, you know, I still get another job or just make more money or, like, do whatever the hell I want it, you know? Who but do you like, think this... you are, Parker Lewis? <laughs> well, <laughs> it, it sounds a little bit arrogant, you know, but, like, I've never had anything uh, so scary happen to me in my life, you know what I mean? I felt like I could lose here, and I, I never felt like that. And it was just, uh, it was really, it was a really tough road to walk, you know? Um and it's going to be tough. Like, it's not over. You know what I mean? Like, I I have to, like, rework all this stuff. But um, rework my life. I have to readjust the way that I think. Um, and by, anyways, the way, go- by the way, it's not just you that has to work at this. Like, your wife has a long road to go herself. And my, my, my wife is, uh, you know, she's she's been doing an awesome job with this. She is, like, completely... and. You know, the first thing, you you don't want to do this. Like, after telling your wife, like, I had an affair, by the way, you know, there's things you need to fix. Like, no, that's, no, that's not where you want to lead off, you know what I mean? So, like, I have been just completely accepting of all of uh, her pain and yeah. completely accepting of all of her, um, like, uh, questions and all of her, like, uh, insecurities and stuff now that yeah. I caught. And um, she's going to have a lot of those to come, right? Like, yeah. the trust the trust building is going to be so hard. Yeah, it's going to so, be like, incredibly hard. Yeah, So, and that's not just hard on you. Like, that's hard on both of you. Yeah, but, but what I was going to say is that through all that, she had started to ask the questions herself. She had started to say, well, 
where was the marriage at when this happened and how could I have changed things, you know? And she's That's already asked those questions. So like, you know, um, my wife is like incredible in those. And, the, and this is one of the reasons why it's just so stupid of me to do what I did, you know? And so mm-hmm. like, but you just get caught up in this, like, you know, when you're, when you're just like working and going to bed at two in the morning and just going, like, it's just a cycle that when you go, 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 you just kind of get caught up and don't think like, man, what the hell am I doing with my life, you know? And uh, something like this really makes you stop and think about that. Yeah, that's true. So uh, so Jay was asking more. So, Jay, you were at the point where, like, okay, so the affair, affair has started. Yeah, so the affair happened, and then I guess where I'm at with that is just, um, you said you told your wife. Yeah. So you had an affair for a month. Yep. And then you just told your wife, or she... Well, the the time, like, so she knew who this person was, and so, like, um, she, knew, I, she knew I was, like, hanging out with her, like, at, at certain times and stuff. Um, and, like, and I was helping this person, like, move and stuff like that. And so, like, she kind of started to really get, the, get a picture of, like, something is not... She's always kind of there's, had there's that, like, too much. There's too much yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah. There's too much. Like I'm, I'm deferring to this this girl like too much. You know what I mean? Like there's, I have too much wrapped up, like kind of too much feelings, so to speak, for this girl. Like I would try to make sure this girl had everything taken care of. Like I would go out of my way to help her with anything she needed. Like right. So like my wife was picking up the vibes already. Like way well way before the affair even started. Sure. But then, like, her bells were, like, ringing, like, going crazy. Like, her alarm bells were, like, something is wrong here. So, like, increasingly, we started getting little fights about this whole thing, you know? Like, uh, you know, she would be like, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going to help her move. And then she would be like, oh, well, make sure someone's there with you, you know? Right. And then I obviously wouldn't make sure someone was there. And then, like, that would, like, kind of put off an alarm, you know, for her. Mm-hmm. And so finally she got to the point where she's like, look, um, you have like too much of an emotional attachment to this girl and you either need to like break that attachment off. You need to like call your dad or you need to let me open the same attachment with a male. And so I was like, whoa, like this is like, <laughs> this is not good. Obviously, like if I ever want to save my marriage, if I ever want like my marriage to continue, then I'm not going to encourage her to have the same kind of attachment that I have with this girl I'm having an affair with, with a male. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen. Uh, calling my dad would just result. So, sorry, just to stop there. Yeah. Did you feel like she was threatening to have an affair with a man? No, my wife is much smarter than that. Um, ah. So what she was doing was testing me. Right. Because like, and then this is like what I started to pick up and I knew at this point that like, so what she was doing was she knows that I, in my right mind that I would never let her do that. You would never share her. Yeah. So like right. if I ever said like, okay, yep. go ahead, have the uh, have yeah. the uh, connection with the guy. Then that's and that was her saying, shoot. That was yeah, her full shoot. Yeah. That that was like me saying like I don't want to continue in this marriage. Basically, yeah. mm-hmm. you know what I mean. So she knows that. So she put that out there. She also knows that my dad is like. He's, like, kind of, like, one of the guiding sources of, like, wisdom and truth for me. So, like, if I call him and tell him what's going on, then he's going to already know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
Like, if I just kind of try to, like, half tell him, like, tell him what my wife knows, yeah. then he's going to be like, you're having an affair with this girl. Like, you what? need to stop or whatever. You know, my dad is, like, so, like, perceptive, and he knows me so well that he would just, like, you call would... me out immediately. So, like, I'm just like, well, it's basically cut emotional ties with this girl or, like, cut emotional ties with this girl. Like, there's no really way around it. You well, know what I mean? you got to cut your emotional ties with one of the girls. You just had to figure out which one it was going to be. Well, I didn't have to figure it out because I already knew, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, I knew my wife. My wife has always been my, my number one choice. You know, my wife has always been. And this sounds weird because people are probably being like, well, if she's your number one choice, why did you cheat, you know? Yeah, well, like, just, those people are just naive and it's unfortunate. Like, I'm, like this this is different than the people who think you're fucking Heather, but, like, the, the thing with cheating is that it's not about whether or not she's your number one or not. That has, like, it literally just has nothing to do with cheating at all. It, it had to do, and we explained, like, how it got there. Like, my wife is incredible. Like, I would be stupid to not acknowledge that, but, like, when you're in that moment, when you're in, when you're in those moments or when you're in, in that state of mind, it doesn't make, you, you don't think about it. You don't put it, it's not in the forefront. So it's hard to analyze it. And it's definitely not something you choose to analyze because you're kind of, you know, just fulfilling your, your physical pleasures or your whatever, you know. And uh, you don't want to be obviously thinking about your wife at that point. But, like, when you're thinking clearly, and when I was thinking clearly, there was no, there's no, there's no way that I would, you know, not pick my wife, you know. It just wasn't an option for me. So I didn't have to choose. I just knew, okay, when she told me that, I'm like, okay, I could, like, tell my wife that, okay, I cut the emotional ties with her and then just keep doing my thing. You know what I mean? Um, I could have done that, but then that would just cause more lying. You know what I mean? And I was already lying, and I was already having a really hard time lying. So I'm just like, look, this is just not going to work. I'm just going to have to tell her, and I'm going to have to tell her, like, tonight or soon, you know? Because uh, I told my wife, like, well, give me some time to think about it. But what I was really thinking about is how to tell her, right? Mm. Um, so, Ugh. so yeah. So then I'm just like, oh, I got to tell her and I got to tell her soon. And so I told the girl, I told the girl, look, I'm going to tell my wife. And when I tell her, that means, like, I'm not going to be talking to you. That means it's done. Like, there's no more me. I'm gone. You know? And I said, are you are you ready for that? Are you okay with that? Like, and not like, are you okay? Like in the sense, like if she says no, she's not okay. That I'm gonna be like, okay, then I won't tell my wife. You know, right? It's but more like, like make sure you won't kill yourself, and if you will, I'll call the authorities. Like, thanks for the warning. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. it was more like make sure that you're ready for this, and like you, just so you know, this is going down. And yeah. so she she was like, yeah, I'm ready for this. Go go for it. You know. And then I said, all right, done. So I I prayed. Like this is like one of the. And, and people may, like, you know, say whatever about what I believe or whatever. And, and obviously there's, like, some kind of conflict between, like, Christianity and what I did. Um, and, I mean, if you guys want to talk about that, we can talk about it. No. But the, the point is, the point is, is that, like, in times like this, like, I have nowhere else to go. Like, like I said, there's no handbook. There's yeah. no nothing. Like, I just need something to hold on to. I need some direction and some, like, strength, you know. So I prayed before I went upstairs. And then uh, I went upstairs and I just was like, I have something terrible to tell you. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to react, but here's, here's what happened. And I, like, every time I thought about telling her, like, I started, like, getting choked up and crying almost, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Every time I thought about telling her. But when I told her, I was, like, in just such utter shock that I just stared at her. 
And I'm like, oh, man, like, and she's, like, trying to work through it in her mind, like, processing. I can see her heart, like, breaking, like, slowly as she's starting to put things together. And I was just like, oh, man, this is the worst. But I couldn't cry because I was, like, just in such shock. And it's I was like just how staring. KYT is laughing. Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's, not a, it's not a, haha, this is funny. It's like a, oh, man, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so definitely I understand. Like, I yeah. understand that. And I think the thing is that, um again like to make sure that everybody else understands and because you have a funny voice sometimes <laughs> yeah <laughs> um uh everybody else can suck it basically <laughs> like this isn't for you and this isn't your business and this yeah. isn't and like also you are a cunt uh like you can't <laughs> go around and say like what a scumbag. This guy is cheating on his wife. Also spread rumors about him fucking Medina, or Heather. Also sp- also say things like, I knew it. And also, th- like, that's not, you're not building the community, and you actually accomplish less than nothing when you say, I told you so. Uh, especially in a situation like this. And this is where it comes out where people, like, they'll start to, they'll, like, start fights with me, and then they'll white knight against me. And I have no problem black knighting against you and then calling you out in front of everybody and then you block me because you're a yeah. cunt. The, the so, truth of the matter is, is nobody wins. Like, yeah. there are... The, well, I mean, in, in the situation I was talking about, I won. But in the situation, <laughs> we're, talking about, in the situation we're talking about now, yes. nobody is the winner. And nobody the thing is, is the winner. The thing is, too, is like, what, is, what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to show people that you're better than Jonathan Medina? He's not saying he's better than you. So sweet argument you have. Are you trying to show people that you'll never do that? Well, up until John did it, he didn't think he was going to do it. So I'll, I'm just going to save that away in my elephant brain. And when you fuck <laughs> up, I'm going to fucking burn your house down. So, like, that's the thing. Like, do you want a relationship like that with anybody? Do you want a bunch of people just keeping tabs on you so that when you fuck up, we can just put our dicks in your mouth? It's no. human nature, though. It's human nature. To it is. Like, for sure it is. But that's the thing. The problem, to, with, the problem with the magic community is that they're so hypocritical, and then they just, they just go on these crusades. And the, like, the point is, like, nobody wants you around, and nobody likes you. So if you're trying to make the community a better place, getting rid of Jonathan Medina is not the way that you do that. And you don't have to do that. And you way, don't have to do that, by the way. Yes. <laughs> He's doing it all by himself. <laughs> a member of the A-team, and we all know what happens to them, they quit magic. <laughs> so, so, and what I'm saying is like, the way that you improve the community is by trying to figure out what happened on a human level with John and then trying to improve yourself in a way that you learn from the experiences that you go through. Not by, like, kicking a horse while it's down. So that's just kind of what I want to make sure, like, this kind of, this, this before we go to commercial break statement happens. Because <laughs> um, I, like, I feel like, you know, you're, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're saying things and then it's, it, like, there's a little bit of apprehension there uh, where it's like, oh, everybody's going to think I'm saying this, but I'm not. And everybody's going to think this, and I'm not. And you say it sometimes, but then also, like, you, yeah, like, you think it. Like, the people, are, I'm thinking it, everybody's thinking it. And I'm sure there's people that are, while you're saying these things, that are just like, yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but. And it's like, yeah. you know like, that, that is, like, that literally doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but you cheated on your wife, and that's a sin, so you're a shitty Christian. Yeah, but, 
God. Yeah, I am. I am. By yeah, the way. but you know, but like that's all irrelevant. What's relevant is what happened, and what we are going to learn from it, and what you're going to do about it. That's yeah. that's what's relevant. Yeah. So and so yeah, and and I and I'm I'm a, I'm not apprehensive in the sense that I'm not going to share. Like I'm going to no. be completely honest and open. Uh, but what I'm trying to do is be very clear about like what happened and clear about like like the way forward and like just clear because like this is my last message uh message or like the last thing i'm saying to the magic community you know so like i i'm not going to be able to come on here next week and be like oh yeah you guys in the comments and respond said this yeah, and yeah. respond like yeah. so i have to just i'm just trying to be super clear and like and, and when i say message i don't mean message i just meant because like i'm not trying to teach you anything i'm just trying to tell you about what happened and like you can draw your own conclusions from that you know you can learn your lessons from that or whatever, or call me a scumbag from it or whatever you're going to do with it. But like, I'm just trying to be clear so that I don't have like uh, something that I want to respond to later or whatever, you know? Yeah. So you tell your wife. Yep. And, and so she is very calm at first and uh, kind of just starts asking the questions, like all the questions. Well, how long? When did it happen? And it just was so painful because she kept getting the information wrong. And so, like, I have to go back and correct her, you know? So she's like, so this went on for two weeks, you know? And then I'm like, no, uh, it went on for... And there's so many times where I felt like I could have just took it and run, ran with it, right? Yeah. When she's like, it went on for two weeks, then I could have just been like, yeah, two weeks. Like, yeah. what's the difference, right? It doesn't yeah. really matter. Right. Um, but, like, I'm like, you can't build a relationship on lies, you know? This the whole reason I'm telling her the truth is because I have to be truthful. Like, this is part yeah. of what builds trust, you know? So then I just had to keep going back and, like, being like, no, that's not what happened. I did this. And she's like, well, what did you think about while you were doing that? And I'm just like, I thought about these, like, disgusting things, man. I thought about, like, these sexual things. I thought about this. I thought about that. Like, and I just opened it up like a, like an open book and just, like, whatever she asked, I just gave her, like, huh? I prayed you wouldn't wake up and come downstairs. Anyway. Yeah, like, Sorry. obviously, right? Yeah, and she said, what would you have done if I did do that? And I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah, that's not, like, that's not what, and like, that's the thing, too, is that that's always a question. Like, humans always need to know everything, right? They want to know the what, the why, the where, the who, whatever. The, the thing is that I don't, like, that's the thing. I don't know. Like, and I always ask my wife that all the time. My wife does a lot of dumb shit because she's really clumsy and she just, and she was brought up, like, these are two separate things, but she was brought up in a way where no one ever told her no and everyone did everything for her. So she never, it's not that she's a fucking idiot. It's just that she never learned how to check her tires or she never learned how to do something. So then it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, why the, why would you fucking do that? Why the fuck would you do that? Why wouldn't you just, and obviously this is in my head, right? I'm not saying this to my wife, yeah. but it's like, why the fuck would you fucking do that? Why would you put that there when I fucking told you not to? Also, this has happened a million times before. What the fuck are you doing? And the answer is like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just put it down, and then I fucking, I thought I would, I don't know. I thought I'd put it down, and I'd grab this thing over here, and then it fell, and I didn't think it would fall, and I don't know what I thought. I thought I wouldn't fall. I didn't know. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm fucking a chick, and I'm, you're there, and I'm not thinking about you. I'm thinking about plowing this chick, and then. I, I'm not thinking, oh, man, like, this is pretty good. Oops, what happens if she comes down? I don't know, because this is really great. Did I lock the door? I'm not sure. Did I send those reports to Johnson? Like, you don't think about that stuff. You just think, in the moment, this is what's happening, and then you, and then afterward, 
you go, fuck, what happens if she would have came downstairs? You get yeah. the cascade of remorse. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, and then you and then you, you feel you definitely feel guilty or some people probably do. Um I felt guilty, uh, you know. And then that's when I'm like, I gotta tell her, you know, I can't let this happen again. And then I'm like tell myself, Oh, well it, it probably won't happen again. Like I'll try to make sure. And then like, you know, I'm like, all I need to do is put some time between this, you know. Like if I just like stop doing anything with this girl and then like three months down the line or maybe a year down the line, I can just tell my wife, look, this happened like a year ago. This happened three months ago. Maybe it won't be as bad. Right. Uh, but like, it just never stopped, you know, because it was a secret. And when you keep something a secret, it's so much easier to feed it. It's so much easier to like, you know, if you have a crack at it, if you have a crack at it, who has a crack habit and he doesn't tell anybody or like just keeps it under wraps, you know, if he's able to still function in society, then he's going to be a crack addict for the rest of his life. You know? So it's just like keeping it a secret just kept me in it. And then like finally, like once I told her, my wife was like, all right, what you need to do is you need to call this girl right now in front of me and tell her not to contact you ever again and that you are not going to contact her. That's the first thing. And I said, okay. So I called the girl. I told her that. And then she's like, okay. And then I said, I'll talk to you later because that's how I usually end phone calls, you know? And then, like, I'm just like, out of habit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but then I, like, caught myself. I'm like, no, I won't. And at the same time, my wife was like, no, you won't. And so, like, we both kind of said, no, I, no, I won't at the same time. It's kind of one of those funny moments, but it wasn't funny, you know? Right. Um, it wasn't in a funny moment, but it was kind of funny. No, but it was, it was a real moment. Yeah, yeah. So, so then I was like, no, I won't. So then I hung up the phone, and then we just started talking more, um, me and my wife. And then this girl uh, Facebooked me. And she's like, you know, Facebook me and uh, and send me a message. And so I got the message. Well, because me and my wife were talking, but then she would be like, like go away. And so I went away, and then I got this Facebook message. But then I went to my wife, and I'm like, look, this girl sent me a Facebook message. Um, you know, what do you, whatever you want to do with it, right? So my wife texted her because my wife talked to her. She had her in the phone, in her phone, and stuff. So then her and my wife are going back on the text messages, and then, like... Was she I, fighting for you to your wife? No, she was telling my wife, like, um, trying to tell my wife what happened, you know? And, like, my wife was only getting, like... My, we were just unwrapping this, so my wife only okay. had some of the information. So, like, so this girl is, like, telling her one thing, and my wife is... Like, say, no, this is not how it went down. But I'm, like, trying to correct my wife in the middle of it. I'm like, look, you know, I'm taking full responsibility. Like, this is what went down. Like, let me explain to you. And um, and then, but I didn't want to, like, push that in that direction too much because I'm not trying to stand up for this girl, you know. This girl did what she did. She has her own issues. Like, you know, she needs to, she needs to like, face her consequences, right? I'm facing my consequences. And I'm trying to, like, pick up the pieces of my marriage at this point. And this girl needs to, like, deal with her con- with her consequences, you know, which part of that is my wife and my wife's, like, wrath, you know. So sure. so this is going back and forth. And then, like, finally, like, the text messages stop. And then, like, me and my wife start talking again. And, uh, and then she's asking more questions. And I'm clarifying some of the points. And then um, eventually, like, this girl sends me an email. Like, uh, and the girl is like, uh, you know, kind of hurt and pissed off and like, you know, kind of cussing me out and stuff. 
And um, I'm like, okay, so like, can we talk about that? I guess, like, yeah, I don't, I don't know, really. I don't. I'm not talking about like, like, I'm not talking about something like where you blame her or you slut shame her or anything like that. But like, I'm just trying to figure out, like, so you call her and you say, "I told my wife, and I'm not going to be doing anything or dealing with you at all anymore." And it's actually quite common that, like, this is the, um, like, this is the reaction that you, like, that cheaters and and you know, other women or other men have, but like, so what was she, like, so she was basically like, what was she saying? Like, like what uh, was well, the issue? She, well, I think she felt like I was misrepresenting the situation in my wife. Okay. And so she was like trying to call me out on that. And, uh, you know, uh, some, some other stuff that was like, uh, just that along those lines, you know, um, just basically she felt like I misrepresented it, you know? And at this point, like, part of me is like, man, I don't want, I, I'm trying not to, like, misrepresent things. And I, I, I part of me is like, I, I want to kind of tell this girl, look, I didn't misrepresent anything, you know? Um, but then part of me is like, look, I don't really care, you know? Like, this girl can think that I misrepresented it all, all she wants, you know? Like, all I have to care about right now is, is, is my wife and, like, how she's feeling and, like, uh, you know, how how I'm gonna like try to regain her trust, and I didn't even know at this point if my wife still wanted to work it out. You know, my wife was kind of back and forth. Some of her family members were like divorce him immediately, like kick him out of the house. Um, other ones were like, yeah, you know, you gotta like give it some time. You might have to work this out. Like, who knows? Like, there was just so much information coming. She put it on Facebook, like uh, I don't know, like shortly after, kind of just like put relationship status complicated, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, like, her friends are, like, giving her advice. Her parents are giving her advice. And, like, um, so so that was going on. And uh, so then when I got the email, I just took it to my wife, and I'm like, look, I know you didn't want me contacting her. She sent me this email. Um, the email contained more information about the affair as well. So, like, I wanted my wife to read it and, like, see it, everything for what it was. Like, I wanted her to have, like, full information, you know? And so then my wife had questions about the email, so we went over that more. And then um, then she wrote her back and was like, just leave us alone. Like, we're, we're working on this. Like, you need to, like, do something else, you know? And so then the girl was like, okay, I'll leave you guys alone. She sent this back an email. And then I haven't heard from her since. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, so that's where we're at with that. That's how, how you know how it went down, I guess, how the conversation went down. Neither of us slept. Uh, my wife told me to go to sleep, uh, so I tried to, but then she woke me up like an hour or two later right. and was like, I have more questions for you. Of course, I'm, yeah. Like and I'm like, okay, and I'm like, that's fine. Like, I'm like, let me just wipe this drool off my face because like, it was, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the morning when I went to bed and I woke up at 5 or whatever. And my poor wife was up like all night. like She didn't sleep at all. Uh-huh. So then we just kept talking, and all through Thursday we were talking, and, like, somewhere in Wednesday night, like, after I told her, I did start crying, like, like just sobbing, like, you know, as she started to, like, relive certain things, like, she was just showing me how hurt she was, and, like, like kind of just bringing to reality, like, when she starts saying things, it's all coming to reality at this point to me, you know what I mean? Like, before I was kind of in a haze, you know, but, like, now I'm, like, really seeing the impact of what I did, and so, like, I start, like, sobbing uncontrollably for, like, most of the night. And then, like, so, man, Thursday comes along, and I am beat 
dead tired. Um, so I work from home. She works from home. And then we just keep talking and, like, trying to, and I'm trying to get, like, actually M14 out the door at the same time. Like, we have, like, two or three workers over here, you know, <laughs> like, sorting yeah. cards. And I'm, like, just, like, I'm, me and my wife are, like, going through the house and, like, you know, um, not battling per se, but, like, you know, really having, like, heated conversation. And, like, she's not holding anything back. So these guys, like, already know, like, everything that's going on, like, almost, like, intimate details about everything because they're, like, just hearing it as they're sorting M14. And so, so yeah, so that's how it goes down. And Thursday night I couldn't cast because we were still going. Like, we were still uh, discussing. And, like, by Thursday, you know, she was uh, she was still – she had kind of, she wasn't on divorce train on Thursday. So, like, things were kind of looking better. And, uh, you know, since then, since, like, the last weekend, things have been getting uh, much better, you know. And, uh, I mean, we're definitely not out of the woods yet or anything, but uh, we've been uh, reconnecting and kind of just uh, sharing a lot more time together. And it's been kind of awesome. I gotta, I got to admit, like, not being like kind of just the perspective or the prospect of not having not being tied to so many obligations and stuff and just having time just to share with my wife and uh, she wanted to see a movie the other day and she's like can we go see a movie and I'm like yeah like I got nothing going on like we can go do whatever you want you know um so that's pretty pretty awesome what movie did you see oh we saw the heat (laughs) the heat Oh, with yeah. Sandra Bullock? Yeah, yeah. I thought I was going to hate that movie. I thought I was going to hate it. But it was good, right? Yeah, it was that's hilarious. The one with, that's, the, that's the one with, with Melissa also McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I and, heard it know, was outstanding. I don't really like that lady, so I'm just like, oh, this is going to be kind of awful. Uh-huh. And then, like, that lady won me over in this movie because she is, like, even though I feel like it's, like, very repetitive, it's still funny every time she does, every time she does like a rant or every time she's kind of like Jay, you know? Yeah, female like, version of Jay. Yeah, female version of Jay, like now that I think about it, you know? It's <laughs> awesome. So, so where are we at, Jay? What do you think? What, do you have questions? I mean, I, mean the, I don't know. Like, there's just, there's a lot. But the problem is that I just, I, I want to make sure that whatever... First of all, I want to make sure that we talk about what I want to talk about, which we did. But also, I want to make sure that, like, you, like you get to say what you wanted to say. Like, um, uh, yeah, I wonder. If I like, mean, it's not about like curbing the truth or 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 spinning it, right? Like, I I think if you have a statement, like, I want to make sure that whatever you wanted to say got said. Yeah. Um. I don't remember. I made like three points that I wanted to make. Um, three points that I wanted to make sure people were clear on. I guess like you want to clear the, Heather's name. I I hope we did that. Like Heather was not involved in any way, and you know she is uh you know she's she's been awesome, and it's too bad that people think what they think or whatever. I really hope that you know. So that you wanted to do that. Yep. We wanted to talk about the obvious hypocrisy of your morality and your action. Yeah, yeah. That, I just kind of wanted to put that out there. Like, I know that um, I've kind of said stuff about the Bible. I've said stuff about, like, Christianity on here and in other podcasts. And I'm sure that people are drawing the conclusion that, hey, look, you're a hypocrite because you violated, you know, some of the Bible's, like, laws and, like, 
advice and lessons, you know? And isn't that so, the like, whole point of the Bible? Hey, uh... It, <laughs> like, isn't that the whole thing, that everybody just... It's just guidance, because everybody fucked everything up all the time, and then... Yeah. Yeah, like, it, the thing is, is that no nobody lives 100% by the Bible. Thank and, you. And, the, and the, the bottom line is, is, like, even before I cheated, like, the, there's a little bit of a newsflash. Like, I did also violate other things in the Bible, you know? Like everybody. Um, yeah. And so, like, the Bible for me is, like, it's a, it's a target, you know? It's what I'm aiming for. And the reason I'm aiming for it is because my life is, you know, in my opinion, not correct, you know? So... So all it is for me is it's like a target, and I'm shooting for it, and sometimes I completely miss, and sometimes I, I don't, you know? And so, like, uh, anybody who's, like, looking for what God is about or what the Bible is about, they need to look toward, to God. They need to look to the Bible. They don't need to look to me because I'm a, a terrible representation of that. So that's all I wanted to say on that point. Okay. Um. Oh, why didn't you... This is a question that actually a lot of people wonder about like when this happens, but why didn't you seek help before you fuck someone else? Um, like, I like... So, like, I guess, like, what I'm trying to figure out is, like, so let's say this happens. Your friend is around, and then you said it started by just, like, hanging out and watching movies, and then she was like, ooh, I'm cold. Could you get a blanket? And then you do, and then she's like, ooh, let me just snuggle up well, to you. Well, and then you're, was... like, you're like, yeah. But, like... I... So I had why? I had more of a I had more of a role in it than that. It wasn't her like driving. Well, no, no, yeah, I whatever. Was, but yeah, yeah, I was the per, I was the person pursuing. So just so that's clear, because sure, you know, sure, I don't sure, want to, you know, sure. yeah. So so let's say that happens. So then, <clears throat> why didn't you like call me and say I'm struggling with this? I just didn't know who would be able to give me the advice. Like I didn't know who could. Like, if I called you, I, I didn't really know. Like, mm-hmm. w- would Jay be able to tell me what to do in this situation? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Probably not, you know? Right, right. Like, I, I just don't know, like, who who am I going to call? You know, who's, who's a, you know, I thought about calling my pastor, and then I'm like, well, what would my pastor say? And I think part of it also was that, you know, deep down inside, I was, like, drawn to, like, the idea of this, you know? I was, like, I was, like, the idea of it was appealing to me, you know? And so, naturally, because I was pursuing this girl, like, I didn't want to think about, like, if I got help, maybe I wouldn't be able to do what I was trying to do, you know? And yeah. so, so like, I think that I didn't check myself. I didn't say, like, whoa, like, why are you wanting to do this? Like, why, you know? It's, it's really hard to kind of retrospectively say, like, why didn't I ask for help? No, no, yeah, and, and that's kind of what I, yeah. wa- I, it was more so of, like, I want you to analyze it now and then, and then retroactively tell me a reason. Yeah, yeah, I feel Cause like... Because, like, like, we talked about earlier, like, the reason that you didn't before is because, like, oh, I can't ask this because he's just going to say that, and I can't do this because it's the same reason why people say, like, why am I still with my abusive husband? Why don't I just quit my fucking shitty job? Why don't I just fucking get my fucking life together? Why, why, why? It's because people go through that stuff, right? But, yeah. like, I just... I feel like right now maybe is an opportunity. Like, why wouldn't you... Ask your pastor, even if you think he would just say, "Well, John, the Bible says thou shalt don't uh, do that." Blow others, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, like, yeah, like, like. Do you think he would actually say that, or do you think that he would have given you advice? If you think that he would actually say that, maybe you need to get a new church. Yeah, because well, that guy is, sounds like he sucks at his job there. Anyway, the, the thing is, is that 
you never know. Like, yeah. I, I should have given everyone the chance. You know what I mean? I should have given people the chance to give me advice. Um, but, like, I just preemptively kind of shut that, those ideas down because I'm just like, ah, this person's not going to know. And then, like, it got to the point where I'm like, yeah, I need to talk to someone about this. When it was when I was in the middle of it, which is, like, too late, kind of, you know? Um, so I was just kind of, like, feeling people out to see, like, how their marriages were going and, like, see, like, maybe if they had, like, similar situations. But I didn't know. Like, I didn't know who to talk to. Um, and, like, I could have talked to my pastor, and I think I probably should have at this point. Uh, what I should have done is just talk to my wife. Um, Mm-hmm. Early early in our relationship, I had a similar thing happen where, like, this girl was, was interested in me. She used to work at this bagel cafe that we used to eat at. But, like, I was so much, like, more clear-headed then. I was so much stronger, like, mentally, spiritually, like, uh, so much more connected to my wife. So when that happened, this chick was texting me back to the text messages. Um, when I did talk to my pastor later, he did make an interesting point saying that, text messages and Facebook has been adding to like this kind of extramarital affairs uh, because you can have such a personal intimate relationship with someone over like these lines of communication that didn't exist before. So that's kind of like an interesting point that kind of hit me when uh, when he said that, but back back to the story, like I was text messaging this girl, she was text messaging me and um, she was kind of like totally open for hooking up or whatever. And so she told me that she kind of made it clear on the text message. Uh, this was like way back when, when, when I was like in the beginning of our marriage. And I just told my wife, I was just like, look, this, I, I've been text messaging this girl. And like, she's like, you know, she's, you know, open to like hook up and I'm tempted to do it. I just told my wife, look, I'm tempted to do it. Like I, I find this girl attractive and I'm letting you know so that you, you know, keep me safe from doing that. And so my wife, uh, she was like happy, happy that I told her, you know, and then, and then we worked it out. Like we just made sure that like I didn't text this girl and she like was around every time I was around her, you know, and like she kind of was looking out for me, you know? And so like, that's what I should have done in this situation, but I was feeling so disconnected and I wasn't feeling strong enough to do that. Like, like mentally and like, you know, um, so I didn't and I let things kind of just go the way they went. And so, so, so John, I, I have to tell you, so something that hurts me about how this all went down is, you know, like, I would have thought that over all of the years that we've known each other at this point, that, you know, you going through some of this, you would have come to me about, it, you know, ask me for my opinion. Like you said, you asked uh-huh. people their opinion. You didn't ask me. No, I didn't ask and anybody. I, but I feel like if you had come to us and talked about it, uh-huh. we might have been able to help you not get there. Yeah. Which would have not forced you to leave us anymore. <laughs> like, well, well, I think that was like a, this magic thing was a, a whole nother situation, right? Like if this, if this affair didn't like reveal some of the issues in our marriage, then those issues still would exist. You know what I'm saying? Like the distance, the you know, the coldness, all that stuff would have still existed. Um, so it would no, have. Been- okay. No, I hear where you're going, but let me just hedge you off real quick. Like, okay. I think that had you been able to recognize that before the actual affair, 
which is obviously the extreme expression or manifestation of those problems, mm-hmm. I think you would have been able to actually find the balance that we've been that we were talking about during our balance episode. I, I I felt like after that episode, we all had a really good idea of what it was that that we really should be doing, you know, with our lives, and that extended often to everybody that listened to it as well. Yeah. And you know, and I think that had you had you been able to come to us or come to whoever beforehand, then maybe maybe you would have actually found that balance, fixed your items. And I mean, like it's really easy to speak in, you know. Could have, should have, would have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it just, it just, it, it hurts me because you know you, you've come to be such an important part and such a dear friend and, and it, it, you know, it savages me, to think that, you know, you're, you're walking away from all of this and and all of these people that love you so much and, it really just, you know, it bums me out. It really does. It just, it breaks my heart too. In hindsight, I should have I should have told you I should have come to someone you know I should have come to you I think like you would have uh, would have helped me sort some of this stuff out and in hindsight I think absolutely like if someone else is going through this and you know they see an opportunity they should just come to someone I mean hit me up like I'll talk to you about it you know like um, just bring it out like bringing it out in the open is the best thing I think to do and I could have probably headed off at the pass if I had done that. And I didn't, uh, for whatever reason, like I just, in my mind, I allowed myself to kind of be convinced that, you know, not bringing it up now would be the best thing or the, would be the, the most, the easiest thing to deal with, you know? So, so yeah, and it, and it is like, the question does come like, well, if I didn't have this affair, would I be leaving magic? Um, I wouldn't be leaving right now, you know? Um, but would it have been like good for me to continue in, in the way that I was continuing? Absolutely not. Like um, the way that the way that uh, I've been analyzing the marriage and the way that things happen, like I really feel like running this business the way that I was doing it is was uh, killing me. And then, like the bottom line is, is I can't do something halfway. Like I just my personality does not allow me to be like a casual magic player. It doesn't allow me to be like a cat, like a business owner. I have to like immerse myself in this stuff. And like, this is why just, you don't drink. Yeah, and it's why I don't drink, and I can't help it. Like, I even thought, like, well, what if I just cut down everything and then maybe just play EDH or something? Like, I can't do it. Like, as a person, I just can't do it. Like, it's all or nothing, and it's like either 125 percent or zero percent. And so, like, I, I feel like at some point I would have to choose between magic because the game is so pervasive it's so like it reaches so deep on, on a lot of different levels and like i'd have to choose between that or my wife like because like magic will gi- will give you back like everything you put into it you know what i mean like not every hobby is like that like you can't play ascension like you can play magic you know what i mean you can't play like you know certain things like you can do magic but any hobby that you can just like immerse yourself in like, that's not good for me because I'll immerse myself in it, you know? Like, if I got into, like, I don't know, golf is golf like that, Jay? Can you immerse yourself in golf? Uh, I guess it depends. Um, go- golf is, like, uh, it's kind of like that because it's a sport that you play by yourself. Like, you don't need anyone uh-huh. to play with you. You don't need anything to play at all. Uh, like, my friend Josh is very similar to you in that he 
um, picks one thing and then he goes at it and goes at it and goes at it. And um, his thing before golf was poker. Uh-huh. And um, and then now it's golf, and he golfs every day, and all he does is golf, and he sold all of his possessions, and not because he needed money to golf, but because he's like, you know, he goes through this thing, and he's simplifying his life, and he, you know, only likes golf, and he only does whatever, and all this kind of stuff. So, like, it it is like that, but I think that I think it's a personality disorder. Or a personality yeah. trait, yeah, um, and, and and like you said, like it, ascend, you can't do it with ascension, but yeah. but I mean, like I think that it's not ascension, it's it, it's things that are like that, it's it's things that are, um, I guess shallow, in term in comparison to things that are deep. Yeah, and so anything deep, like if I take it on, I'll just like just throw myself into it. My wife was like. Well, maybe you can do like since you like uh, trading, so maybe you can do stock trading. And I'm like, no, like I can't do. That'd be that. sweet. You'd that, probably make you'd probably make a lot of money until you went bankrupt yeah. and shit. Yeah, well, I I would just dump myself into it. I started like reading about valuing my company, and then I started getting into valuation of companies. Like, started to learn about the accounting behind them, and this was like in the last week. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Like, it's just like. Once one thing leaves, the next thing is, like, around the corner just waiting for me to just, like, dump myself into it, you know? Right. So I need to, like, I need to fight that compulsion to just dump myself into something. And yeah. I need to be more um, balanced, man. But back yeah. to the balance episode, like, I just need to chill out for a bit and, like, get away from the thing that I'm pouring myself into. And one of the reasons I do it is because Magic is such a great game. Uh-huh. But it's not greater than my marriage, you know? The community yeah, absolutely. is so great, you know? absolutely. But, like, it's not, it's not greater than my marriage. So, like, I have to, you know, I'm happy to make this decision, but it's also a decision that I feel like I have to make. And I, to be honest, I'm surprised at how much of an impact people think I had on this community. Like, I'm blown away by that. Like, I, I honestly didn't think I, I really impacted that many people, you know? Yeah. No, and I think me, me and Scott talked about that, too. Like, we talked about how, you know, Two years ago now, two and a half years ago, you know, we said, hey, I want to go to Toronto and I have no fucking money, so give me some money and send me to Toronto. And a bunch of people were just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay. And then right now, Scott is like, well, you know, Jay's getting married and I want to help him out. And everybody is just like, yeah, all right. I'm like, what? Like, I, I okay. Why? And, you know, and I, I think that's a, that's a thing is, um, I think it shows how humble we actually are and in you for sure. And how, how, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's somewhat of a persona. I mean, it's somebody, how it's something, how you are, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, I think it's a big deal with, you know, like you don't just walk around thinking that you're like, you know, your dick is this giant hammer and you don't walk around thinking you're the most important person on the planet. And, you know, people just and the, and I think the people that think that I mean, just like anything else, they just obviously don't know the whole story, right? It's no different than racism or any uh-huh. type of bigotry or whatever, right? So, um, you know, I think I think that's a big thing, and I think you know, like regardless of whether or not your marriage works out from here, like going forward, obviously I don't hope that it doesn't, right? Obviously, uh-huh. I hope that it does, but I think that the the big issue is that you have to 
allow it to progress naturally and and if it works it works and if it doesn't it doesn't and if it and I mean like work at it I mean I don't I don't mean like progress naturally as in like don't do anything mm-hmm. but I just mean like like you can't force it you can't force uh, yeah, it, you know, it, it you would can't be, force a marriage to work. No, if if we're like two incompatible people, yeah, then you know you can't just make a marriage happen. Uh, but my wife and I are like insanely compatible. Like hmm. when we started, like this was, and this was one of the things that like I had to think about this stuff, right? Because it's like, man, this is like a we're at the like you know at this very big moment in our lives, and I have to really think, you know, am I making the right choices? Like, uh, you know are my feelings like deceiving me? Like where, where am I at? You know, what, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And man, like when, when I met my wife, we hung out every day, like from the day that I met her until like, you know, until we got married, like we just hung out every day and we, we just loved hanging out with each other. We were so compatible. And, uh, and I fell in love with her then. And like, um, and I'm in love with her now, you know, seeing how she, how she like handles the situation and how she, is so gracious and so uh, forgiving. It's just like, it's amazing. So these things, like, I just remember to like back in my, in my early relationship with her. And like, I know that that connection is there. I wouldn't have married her otherwise. You know, I'm a, I'm a, like, I'm a introspective kind of guy. You know, I don't, I, I'm not going to force a marriage with someone who's incompatible. I feel like we just blew up so much space between each other that like we lost that, you know, but like, I, uh, you know, I never, I never lost my, my love for her, you know, even in, even in like, just like you said, you know, cheating and stuff has, has stuff to do with other things, you know, it has to do with like me more than it has to do with like my feelings for my wife, you know? And, um, and so like, I've never, I never lost that love for her. And like, um, I am, I'm ready to recultivate it. You know, I'm ready to, yeah. Uh, rebuild and 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 I'm in love with my wife. I love her and I want to, I want to do that. And I know that we're compatible. I know that this marriage can work if we both if we both work at it, right? Like if I start working at it, going gangbusters, and then she decides in a couple months, hey, I'm not going to work at this. Then yeah, it's probably not going to work because like two people need to be holding the relationship up, you know. Mm-hmm. But I I'm doubtful that that will happen because I know that she wants to work at it and she's willing to accept all this pain. And all of this garbage that I just threw on her front steps to make it work, you know. My my dad also similarly wise um, shared with me some knowledge when I was a child that is instantly applicable. And falling in love is easy, being in love is fun, but marriage is work. And every day that you are married, it is work because you are working together to better each other and to become stronger as a couple. So, you know, it's uh, got to work both ways, man. It's yeah, it's good. work. It's, it's a lot of work. It, it is, and, and, like, I agree 100%. Like, every day, and for me, like, there's other things in my life I had to clear up. Um, like, my thought process is terrible, man. Like, when it comes to girls, like, my thoughts are just, bad man you know like i'm just like i grew up in like like i just grew up hooking up with chicks like every other day you know so like i never i never like left that kind of mindset behind and so like trying to work that mindset out of my brain 
is something that I'm starting to work on now. And man, it is work every day. It's exhausting, you know, like yeah. trying to, trying to recorrect, like every time, you know, I'm, I'm tempted to like dwell on, on sexual thoughts or something like that. It's like, it's something I have to keep in check to keep my, to keep my sex life healthy and to keep my marriage healthy. Every day is going to be work for me to correct my mind, uh, to correct my view of sex and to, uh, to do all this work that I've been kind of putting off, you know, that I've just been letting, letting my mind go where it goes and letting my relationship go where it goes. And, you know, I didn't put the work in for my marriage and now, uh, my marriage is suffering for it, and I have to rebuild it, you know? Yeah. Well, we wish you all the best of luck, of course, and uh, we hope sincerely that uh, the two of you can rediscover what it is to, you know, be a healthy couple and continue to, to move forward and find your true happiness in life. Right on. I appreciate that. Yeah. That said, <laughs> um, if you ever, you know, find yourself needing anybody, we're here for you. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm leaving the community. Yeah. I'm leaving Magic, but it doesn't mean like people who I made as friends in this game, you know. Like I still consider everyone friends who I made as friends. Like if you guys want to hit me up, I started, you know, I have a little, a little regular Twitter now. Uh, my my buddy Brandon, I'm like, man, this is really weird. You have more followers than me, you know. And he's like, welcome to the real world, bro. <laughs> so like, so now I'm back to being a mortal man. And, uh, you know, if people want to contact me or talk to me, that's totally, totally cool. Like everybody who I've made friends, you know, in the game, they obviously, you guys can't talk to me about magic because like, I'm not going to have anything to say on it. But, um, but other things I'm totally open. Are we answering like Q&A as well? Here, well, or? and that's, so that's what I was, I was actually just going to try to wrap up and get to that. Because, yeah, I think that's uh, exactly where we need to be next. Okay. Any uh, other questions before we get there, or are we good? KYT, do you have anything else you want to add? Um, not really. The only thing that, that actually, for the first time, I was a little bit uh, irritated by a tweet was when someone said that um, if you, like, the tweet was something like, if you listen to the A-Team podcast, it's no surprise that Heather has a lot of dude bro followers or whatever, like saying, I don't know what the person was trying to say, and, and that person has since um, apologized and backtracked on that statement, but it, it, it was meant to like suggest that um, somehow our show, like we have, because of how our show is, um, our listeners are more likely to to call her a whore or something, and that was that was really irritated to me because, mm -hmm. especially with the fact that several tweets prior, that person said that they didn't listen to our show because we cursed, so clearly yeah. didn't know what they were talking about. But um, but but nothing uh, else to add. I just want to wish John. All the luck in the world, but uh, I personally know I'll always keep in touch with them. So, um, looking forward to to still chatting, and definitely we'll pick his brain on a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, so. he just asked me a content question this week. <laughs> or, well, ultimately you've got to figure like anybody that's in the Empire business really should just make sure you're getting in touch with Mr. Jonathan Medina. <laughs> Get inspired to quit as well. <laughs> yeah, for, for anybody who wants to buy a legit MTG, you know, they can they can also get in contact with me. 
That too, that too. So, um, Jay's upstairs giving uh, Beans one last hand blast uh, before she goes to bed. So I'm kind of sitting here going through all of his cube cards and looking at all the files and stuff that are sitting here. And I don't know. I may wipe my nuts with random ones, so I'm not sure which ones yet. I wonder if he needs some foil. Like, oh, man, I'm giving away so much stuff. Like, I mean, I'm selling a bunch of this stuff, but, like, uh, I'm giving Heather, like, a bunch of, uh, which is probably not helping the cause of all these rumors and stuff. But, <laughs> but I'm giving her a bunch of my uh, vintage stuff. Yeah. Like, a bunch of my foil vintage stuff because, like, I'm not going to play with it. I'm going to sell it. And then, like, she would probably actually use it for vintage, you know? Um, but I have, like, a bunch of foil common and common cube cards here that I was going to sell, but, like, Maybe Jay has some common and common as cube that maybe foiled or something. I'm it's sure probably, he does. Yeah, probably send him down there or whatever. Yeah, going through this crap is, like, weird, man. Like, just being like, I'm never going to see my set of force wheels again, you know? Like, I'm never going to, you know, never going to look at these, uh, you know, decks anymore. You know, I was taking part of my legacy deck, and it's just, like, just weird. Feels uh, <laughs> feels awkward, but, you know. That's saddening. Yeah, it is. It's a little, it's a little saddening, you know. Uh, but I'm excited about all the money that I'm gonna get, and uh, <laughs> so, so that's uh, that's also that's that's not so saddening. <laughs> as soon as I sell this company, I've been uh, I've been dealing with a lot of people who are interested, right? And that has been like, oh, such a pain in my ass, man. Because you know, n- none of these people want to like man up and make an offer. You know, oh, they want me to, again. yeah, yeah. They wanted me to shoot myself in the foot and then they want to get it for super cheap. And, and you know, anybody who buys it is going to get it for less than it's worth, you know, yeah. because, because I'm exiting the game, but I'm not going to roll over for these guys. Like they need to, they need to man up and make an offer. You know, they can't just sit here and have me do all the work, you know? And uh, people are asking me about how to value the brand. And I'm like, dude, just look at Forbes, like formulas and stuff, right? Like, there's there's formulas for like revenue stream you value the brand like how much a Twitter followers worth like just break it all down do the math and make a reasonable offer you know it's just like freaking any people so that's been the worst. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that. I got a couple of people who offered to have the site for free. They said that they would take it off my hands for free. Um, so those people are very nice about that offer, you know, I was, I was uh, happy that people cared enough to, you know, to see if they can uh, just get it for free, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you should uh, you should do the community a kindness and let us know who they were so that we can thank them properly. <laughs> I, and I, I really don't know, like, there's two people who did it, and, like, I really don't know if they were like that deluded or not because I'm just like, okay, like even if you were in that position where you're like, oh, I'll run the site, and they're like, they're like taking on the site as a liability because I have to pay the writers, right? Yeah. But I'm like, yeah, but like, there's a brand name attached to it. Like, we do like X amount of sales to TCG player. Like, how could this not be like money making? You know what I mean? Like that you just stick inventory on and it's like it's like a wood chipper for money. Like I don't. I don't get it, like, so, like, I don't know, man. Maybe they just didn't know better, maybe they're a little bit deluded, I have no idea, but, like, I'm just, like, there's no way. I would just, I would give it away to, like, the magic community before I gave it to somebody who wanted, who already has a brand, you know? Yeah. 
Oh, I would like this to reminds me of when Jesse tried to sell his site and people were just laughing at his face. <laughs> <laughs> well, people are not laughing. They're more like really just trying to... They, they don't know how to value it, you know? Yeah. And they basically want me to say something like, oh, give me $5,000 and it's yours. And that's definitely not enough. It's just not enough money. Like, by any valuation standard, it's not enough. Yeah. Like, any way you value it. Like, my Twitter account is worth more than that. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. So, anyways. Are we waiting so, for Jay? Or? I, I have good news. So, Jay has returned. Um, I can't tell if he's washed his hands after hand-blasting his wife. But uh, <laughs> he brought me a cold beverage. So. Oh, wow. Questions time. I did right? not wash my hands. That's a true fact. All right. Are you ready, Jay? Sure, yeah. What's happening? What is happening? Questions time. Okay. Questions time. Just got to get my fucking chair warm while I was gone. Holy. Just ripping blasters. <laughs> there's a lot of, like, there's a fuck ton of them. Okay. But uh, I'll make sure to bypass things we've already discussed. So... This was not really a question, but I thought I'd mention it. A lot of people, uh, we've mentioned it on the show already. Do we see the start of an A-team curse? How come people leave limited resources podcasts to go work for Wizards, but people leave the A-team podcast to dot, 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 stop playing that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Jay's going to quit for golf. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Or Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, either of those things. Yeah. Um. So, to the rest of the teams outside of John, I'm interested in hearing your own stories of quitting, as I'm sure everyone who plays this game as an adult has quit at least once, and probably more. How many times have you quit? How many times have you extra quit and sold your collections? Jay, you can start. Sure. Uh, I quit once when I was a kid, because I was a kid, and this game sucks if you're a kid. Um... Like, my dad didn't play it with me or anything. Like, just some, like, older kid down the street taught me about it, and it was like... And, of course, just trounced me, and it was just like, this is shitty. And then I quit once, too, when I moved to... uh, From Calgary to Winnipeg, and Winnipeg was a big Star Wars collectible card game um, town. Um, Like, nobody played Magic there. They played Star Wars. And yeah. then, uh, which was fun. It was super sweet. So I played that. And then, um, uh, and then I quit that to play Magic again when I came back here. <laughs> what a big quitter, man! Because <laughs> um, again, nobody played Star Wars here. They played Pokemon, so I played Pokemon. And then I got back into Magic because I found some of my Magic cards. And then played that for like a very short period of time, and then quit because it was shitty. And then I got back into it in Conflux. And I don't know if I've quit since Conflux. Probably not, because I've been doing the stupid podcast. Yeah. Stupid podcast. But. Um, So I started playing. So funny enough, I was 10. We were living in a small town called Aurora, Ontario. Um. And my brother and I were going to the comic shop every week, and the comic shop was called The Book Nook. And this dear old <laughs> lady by the name of Betty ran the comic shop. And uh, and she was awesome. Like, just, like, the nicest girl ever. Like, she saved me uh, and my brother both 
copies of the like black bag collector's editions, Death of Superman, even though we didn't collect Superman, like we were in there every week, like for so long, blowing our allowance every week on comics. And she set them aside for us, even though we didn't collect Superman, and declined people driving up from Buffalo to spend seventy dollars per wow. package and just said, No, I have to hold them for my regular even though anyway, so she was amazing. God rest her soul, she's passed on now, but it was twenty years ago. <laughs> so she says to us one day, she says, So, uh, we got these new cards in and they seem to be going like hotcakes. Um <laughs> they're called magic. I guess they have like neat artwork on them or something. And we're like, No. <laughs> I'll just take these comics and bags and boards. Are you sure? It's a really limited release. Like, look at these black... No, no, really, it's okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so fast forward, like, six years later, and uh, we finally got uh, introduced to Magic while we were up at our ski chalet. We played... This was back when Re- Revised was the current set. And so we... My brother and I got into it, and we played... Magic from then on straight through until, I guess it was like, Tempest had just released. And so, like, we had gone, we, like, all of our playing had sort of, like, terminated, tournaments and all that stuff sort of culminated with uh, Mirage, like, Mirage Visions. Yeah, that was sort of when we were going to PTQ. And, um, and then I guess, like, we quit because uh, people were going to school. Yeah, that's what it was. And we were like in high school, and we're like, no more. We're going to university. We don't need to play the stupid game. So we quit. And then I kind of like got back in for like a a starter deck here or there, or I'd buy like a couple starters, just like duel back and forth for a bit. But I didn't actually get like full blown back into it until I guess it was like Future Sight. Uh, it would have been Planar Chaos, Time Spiral, Planar Chaos, Future Sight were all on the shelf. Uh, 10th edition had just come out, and that's when I kind of got reintroduced and back into the game, taught my son how to play. I was into Yu-Gi-Oh, I guess, for a bit while my son was growing up because of the TV show, and it helped, and it was sort of like the precursor to Magic. We got, like, deep into Yu-Gi-Oh right around the start of it. So, like, my Yu-Gi-Oh collection was worth, like, dumb money, right? Um, (laughs) and, and, uh, And so we just, like, grew up to magic and we played magic and now I haven't threatened to stop ever again forever. <laughs> so that was my quitting story. Ooh. And the Inception story all at the same time. <laughs> um, for me, I, I thought I had quit at certain different uh, patches of my life, but like when I looked through... <laughs> now? <laughs> When I looked at... Uh, I'm taking a hiatus. Psych. <laughs> Psych. When I looked in my DCI history, I, I don't see a single year where there's an actual gap. So, I, I had... What a fucking so like my, nerd. My, my break couldn't have lasted over a year. But my when I first was introduced to the game was with Ur- Urza's Destiny. And I, I think I just played one or two sets because of just being a little kid in high school and not being able to go to the card store every week uh, or every Friday night. And once I got older, once I was able to do that by myself, I think I restarted around Judgment and haven't stopped since, but did take 
obviously less than a year, <laughs> based on the history, of a break before I started Mana Deprived. And it was... Started a bunch of blogging projects during the summer, played a lot of poker, and just said, hey, let's see if I can do something with magic and try to do it better than anyone else. And um, can't see myself stopping anytime soon. Next question. Next question. Starting with John. If you had to wallpaper a room in your house, well, you're probably not going to do that, <laughs> and only use one card art, what would it be? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I wouldn't do that now, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your wife's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't really... Yeah. Yeah, I thought you. Were, I said I was quitting the game. I didn't say I wouldn't wallpaper the walls and stuff. <laughs> oh man. Um, and I don't really have a favorite card art, so I don't think I can. I don't think I can comment on that. Jay, uh, I think I've already even answered this. I don't know if I have a favorite card art. Like, I don't know. What do I have on my desk right now? That's what I did. I yeah, like, I don't know. This is all... all right. Well, fuck you all. I have a snap answer. Sure. Okay. Hammer of Bogart. Sure. Oh, that's pretty boss. That's pretty yeah, boss. That's yeah. Boss. It'd be like a giant... I, if I were... If I was Jay's painter, it'd be a giant Horizon spell bomb. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the thing, too. Is it asking, like, like, would I use, like, one giant art? Or would I use a bunch of card-sized art to... <laughs> you can only use one card art. But, like, is it just, like, a big Horizon spell bomb on my wall? Or is it, or like... Or like, a collage of A collage of spell bombs, you know? Like... I was thinking it as a collage. So was I, I. So was I. Yeah. I mean, if it's one card art, that's a little easier to answer. Uh, yeah, there's, like, a billion of those that I'd put up on my wall. I mean, it depends on which room, too. Yeah, like in the shitter, what would you put? I put something like soothing, you know. Okay, yeah. Probably like, like a simic card. Probably like a simic card. Yeah, like island, island sanctuary. Yeah, like well, island Ooh. sanctuary is pretty sweet. Yeah, I'd probably put that. But in the bedroom, you know, put something else, you know. In my office, you know, I might put careful study. Oh man, in my office, I would probably put a picture of somebody murdering a bunch of coworkers. <laughs> like oh in the bedroom you put in the the cannibals card the black cannibals card where they're just all standing around the bed like they're gonna eat you god i can't oh yeah that. That, uh, yeah that's pretty sweet yeah i mean that's kind of sick but yeah <laughs> how about you kyc um probably probably uh in my room it'd probably be one of the swords Slippery boggle, not close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's one ugly fucker. Like, though, I was, so. I was <laughs> thinking, I was thinking a sword as well, but, like, again, like... That seems kind of lame, but, yeah. What, and then with, with Scott somewhere, with Scott's uh, quote next to it, yeah. Mulligan. Yeah. <laughs> land, land elf sword. The, the quote that Scott hates. <laughs> I love it. Okay, now, hey, that, you're, now yeah. that you're leaving, you need to redo the quote. I was going to say that. Maybe now that I'm leaving, you got to do a new quote. Oh, and they're going to pick one that you hate equally as much, Watch. I mean, 
<laughs> Nina's also quit quit magic, so I guess it, holy it, shit, and like, she actually did too. Have you guys ever yeah. seen so much sports ball talk on a fucking? T- it's like I want to unfollow <laughs> her, but I don't like for some reason that means something. Like if I unfollow her, <laughs> yeah. that like, hey, did you fucking unfollow me? And then it's like, yeah, because because you just talk about a bunch of shit that I I'm not <laughs> so good with that about it anyway. So. <laughs> You know, like, and, like, the thing is, like, she, and I don't know, maybe she has two different Twitters, maybe she's, she does, really, yeah. maybe she's yeah. into sports and shit, but fuck, all she does is talk about fucking goddamn sports. Like, she doesn't even say, like, you know, I had a fucking burger today for lunch, and also traffic is shitty, and updated hot. It's just always, like, Jerome Carmichael is a fucking guy that we should have traded to the sports zealots for the trading purposes in the draft of the third time with the ball there and he's <laughs> I'm waiting for Okay, all right, all right. All right. Come on. Man. Yeah, it's just like yeah. fuck, man. Fucking say something interesting like I didn't know neither quit. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. And I didn't believe it, so I just kept, you know, kept on keeping on yeah. there. Why, she why was, did, she was drafting but hold uh, is close. She she quit for a community. Um, the community of grinders in the uh, PTQ grinding circuit that she was playing in are uh, less than uh, hospitable to her. And uh, she doesn't feel like she's in a position to defend herself because she's managing a store. So mm-hmm. she doesn't, like, she can't stand up for herself because then it reflects the store and then it affects uh, the business. So she just kind of had up. to, like, she had to separate herself from the two. That is messed up. It is messed up because she was a really good mind for the game and we miss her. Mm-hmm. I definitely miss her. So, all right. Next question. I might have to move to Canada because Canada is the nut high for my occupation. Where would be a nice place to move to that isn't Toronto or Vancouver because those places are filled up already? With a question mark. Yeah. I'm more of a city also, person. Also, those are shitholes. Don't move there. They're filled Would up already. Love- no oh. more room for anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> like Israel. Don't go uh, there. Yeah. Move. Move to BC. Well, it depends. It depends. He said he's a city guy. Okay. Would love a modern city, nice food places, preferably authentic Japanese, and of course a place to play some magic. Yeah, Vancouver. Yeah. (laughs) He said isn't Vancouver. Yeah, there's there's, Yeah. If you're not... Oh, well, is there authentic authentic Japanese in Montreal? I doubt it. Yeah, like, there's authentic Japanese in Japan. Yeah, basically you're fucked. Just pick a place, move there, and then yeah, tell there. us. We'll send Montreal you is sweet for magic, though. Montreal or Toronto is pretty move, sweet for move magic. Move to Calgary yeah. if you're not going to move to one of those. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. <laughs> it's not really that sweet. Anyways. Um, pretty sweet. I think this is from one of uh, me and Jay's favorite fans, Melvin Conyers. He's, he's asking all of us. I'll start with John. Who has been the biggest influence on your life, and what lessons did that person teach you? Whoa. Oh, my God. Whoa. You're starting with me? Yeah. Uh, okay. I mean... Jesus doesn't count. Move along. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I, I A real barring, person. Barring Jesus. Jesus was real. Come yeah, on. Now. Yeah, yeah. Israel. Um, yeah. So, barring Jesus, uh, I'll have to answer my dad. My dad is definitely... Like, like I alluded to earlier. Uh, yeah. You know, my dad's crazy. He's... Uh, Someone you don't want to mess with, like he's had a pretty rough life, but he's always been much smarter than his environment. You know what I mean? He's always been much more intelligent and uh, and very wise. You know, 
So, and he's very perceptive. So, uh, one of the lessons that he taught me was um, to not, to not do anything half halfway. You know, <laughs> to to do his things hundred percent. You know, and so uh, this is all his fault. <laughs> uh, it could be. It's good sometimes. It's a good <laughs> trait sometimes. <laughs> Got no, I'm, I'm just going to cop out, too. Like, my okay. my dad, 100%. Yeah. Like, he taught me um, what it is to be successful in uh, in life as a provider, and he taught me everything that I sh- – everything else that I need to be. Um, or, or, or he showed me uh, – I'm trying to do this tactfully. Basically, he demonstrated – uh, I learned from him very early what I needed to do to be a dad um, and what I needed to do to be a good dad um, based on not what he <laughs> um, but he but he taught me to be an unbelievable provider. So like, so it, it all worked out. Yeah, so in, in what he did do, he taught you to be a provider. In what he didn't what do, he, didn't he, taught do you... he taught me to be a fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. a fox. Okay. Thank you. I'm going to miss that. <laughs> Jay? Uh, hmm. Just say Scott's dad. Scott's dad. <laughs> what is the question? Who influenced me the most? Yeah, and what lessons does that person teach you? I mean, like, how is it not my dad? Like, I mean, if I didn't have a... I guess if I didn't have a dad or a normal dad, then it would have... <laughs> Then yeah, well, but I guess I don't have a. But I did. Guy. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Who teaches you more than your father? Like, it just whipped me, man. <laughs> like I don't know. Like my dad let me do what I wanted, but he made sure that I learned, and he taught me literally everything that I know, and um. He also did the uh, the. Dressed up as Santa Claus. Yeah. 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 Like, like, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, he taught me stuff by doing it and teaching me and doing X and Y and Z. Then he also, I also learned or gleaned information by doing, like, like, seeing how he approached things and doing the opposite. Like, he comes from a different time, he, you know, not that he's, like, racist or hates gays or anything like that, but just, I just mean, like, you know, like, so like sometimes you're talking about, like, like Palestine and Israel, and then, you know, somebody, somebody says, like, you should just pave over that country and make it, like, that would just fix it. They've been fighting for thousands of years, just get it over with, like, you're not gonna solve that problem, so just nuke them and turn it into a parking lot. And then, like, you know... Like, how do you agree with somebody that says that you... You know, I'm not saying that my dad said that, but just, like, just <laughs> things like that happen. Like so far off the question. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how to not just cop out to that. Like, I don't have... It's like, what's your favorite magic art? I don't... I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. How much is a car? Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, like, it's definitely my mom and dad. My mom was the same as... Scotty's dad, and my dad was great. <laughs> All right. What about you, KYC? KYC? I don't know. I mean, probably like my. I have to say my parents just like because you're a good mom, Asian, right? Because uh, probably the reason why 
I um, I don't see life the way they do, but um, it's definitely because of them that you know I was able to make it uh, through school with decent grades and and pushed at school harder than than you know than non Asians. <laughs> non Asians. Um, but. <laughs> But I can't say that they went out of their way to, like, teach me uh, things. They just, like, you know, it was their way or the highway, basically, as cheesy as that sounds. Um, so next question um, from him. What is your favorite movie? I feel like we've done this. We did um, that. See, uh, see Google Hangout number one. Move along. <laughs> um, would you guys do a magic-type cruise again? I guess would we ever si- would you guys ever sign up again? would be the question. I would um, uh, see, um, nope. I would. I would. I absolutely would. Yeah. If it were um, a destination that I wanted to go to with my wife and all my bros are going and the price was right, so no. I, would want, I would 100%. <laughs> no. That, 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 that's what would get me to go. Yes, but with I would, stipulations, what are you saying? Yeah. Yes, with unfillable stipulations. Correct. How about you, KYT? Um, n- no, unless Jay and Scott were 100%. Right, there you go. Yeah, like, I just don't see any reason to. Like, I would just, we could just do our own. <laughs> like, yeah. how like, cooler, like, seriously, how much cooler would it be to just rent a fucking yacht, we all fly into the same place, and just, like, cruise the yacht for a week? Yeah, or go to fucking... Go to That'd an all-inclusive. Are like, you really gonna bring magic cards on Or go to go to like an all-inclusive resort, or you know, like bring a booze cube. Yeah, like I would, I would definitely if if I if I was going with my magic friends, I would bring like magic cards because like when the girls are doing something and the guys want to hang out, we're just gonna drink and fucking I don't know cube draft like. Yeah. I don't know. We're gonna do something. It's the same as if I was hanging out with my friends and we went to the beach or the casino or a movie, right? Like on the cruise like if you think about all the activities that are on a cruise you can do all of those activities in your fucking city you live in <laughs> by the way and not pay but you're not on a boat yeah and not pay five thousand dollars for that yeah you know? to get to get seasick yeah yeah so like so no i don't think i ever would there's just no reason for me to ever do that and the experience that i went through with the, the whatever one that we went through like, people people say that all the time, right? They say, oh, like, you know, if the, if this happened, I would never go back there. And then they, they just do anyway. Or, oh, the service was so shitty, you know, she's going to get a, di- a shitty tip of, you know, in Canada, like 20%. So that'll fucking teach her. I don't subscribe to that. It's like, fuck you. You fucked me. Why would I ever give you another chance? Like, I don't, I don't, like, it, it, it's different if it was something like, we're going to fly you from Calgary to Vancouver, and then we're going to put you <laughs> on the boat in Vancouver, and then it's going to be the greatest thing of all time. And also, we're not going to take any of your money until you're absolutely satisfied. But, like, if you look at the companies, if you look at the way that cruises are ran, if you look at all that stuff, if you look at the way that every Magic tournament on the entire planet is fucking terrible, there's, like, one good TO on the planet. His name is Jason Ness. We've had him on the show. Uh, like, why the fuck would I... Like that's like a perfect storm of just garbage. So no, whoever fucking asked that dumb question, I would not. <laughs> Next right, <what's> question. <laughs> Next question. Okay, to, to all of us. So, 
What is the weirdest thing a fan has said or done in person and slash or online? Mm. Oh, oh. No, no. I mean, like, you know, we have John's answer already. We do? Yeah. Yeah. A fan slept with him, right? <laughs> Our number one fan. That's so weird, though. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Was it? <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm not answering this question. I'm not answering that question. Next question. Next question. I don't know. Like, is it weird that uh, a fan sent me nine uh, magic cards that had dicks drawn all over them? That's pretty weird. Okay, that's the weirdest thing ever. (laughs) I don't think anything a fan has ever done has been weird to me. It's been all engaging and awesome, you know. Yeah. Like I mean, like I said, it's like it it is weird when people run up to you and they're like, "Oh my God, you're fucking Jay Bush." You're like, "Hey, how's it going, man?" And they're like. Fucking what? And they run away. It is weird when they do that to me. When they run up to me and be like, "Oh, you're Jaybu." <laughs> you know. I mean, it's yeah. weird. It's weird when they don't tell you their names and they, you know what I mean? Like it. You know. So okay. So the weirdest thing that ever happened to me as a fan was that guy at the uh, TCG event as we were watching the draft. Remember, we all showed yep. up on Sunday. Yep. And he like slowly slinked up. Oh man, that was the weirdest thing. Hey, are you you Boosh? Yeah, here's twenty dollars. Walked away. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah. Thanks, man. It wasn't the twenty bucks though. It was the way that he slowly just like crept up. Yeah. God, it was so. Yeah. Who the heck? Yeah. Who the fuck was that guy? His name was Steve, and he was the real Canadian or something. And he had. Remember his his fucking uh, Twitter avatar. Canadian bacon was his yeah avatar. yeah and his and his avatar was the luchador mask yeah and then yeah, he went yeah, to like that. jail or something yeah he's in, <laughs> he's in prison I guess they yeah. don't have the A team in prison well, Canadian <laughs> prison if you asked for it I'm sure they'd give it to you <laughs> actually I'm sure he's probably just out by now <laughs> I'm knowing Canadian prison. Anyway, that, that, that's always made me a little bit uncomfortable when fans try to give you something uh. There's one where this guy tried to give me a Snapcaster mage, and uh, I actually couldn't take it because I needed it for FM Hero. <laughs> and I was like, no, I actually have to trade you for this. Um, and then, like, he was like, oh, I can't find anything. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, you're giving me the Snapcaster mage, so why don't you just make it work? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just like, because at first he's like, "Oh, you can have it here." Like I'm a big fan of your work, and then I'm like, "Sweet," but uh, I can't. Tra- I have to trade for it. So if you could find something, so then he looks, and then he like takes it back. And is like, "I can't find anything." <laughs> I'm just wow. like, oh, "What are you doing? <laughs> find something." <laughs> so, so you won't take anything for it, even though you're gonna give it to me. Like I don't get that. That's kind of weird. <laughs> Scott, you are one of the best interviewers in the community. Any tips for others on how to interview folks? Where secrets? No, no, no. Number one, do your research. Take notes ahead of time. Um, have those notes in front of you. And while you are listening, don't interrupt. Write down the questions uh, that you want to ask. And as you get new ones, like write them in as well. Um, it's very important that you understand sequencing and sort of like how to tell a good story because that plays very well in helping you bring that storytelling out in yourself. That's and beyond the A-team, that's how you... 
become awesome <laughs> <at> podcasting. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Second question to you, Scott. What is your favorite karaoke song or your standard song? And have you had vocal training? I have not had any vocal training outside of like taking courses in school. Like nothing so, professional, yes. no separate coach. No, you take like vocal music in school. You take like musical theater growing up. Yeah, yeah, I did. What that means is he goes to a school every week. <laughs> yeah, to get trained. They have a class. They have a class in high school. school. I, okay, in it's high in school. A, it's I in took, a high school. In <laughs> high school, high. I took. <laughs> no, I I have had no I have had no like formal extracurricular training. That's, Just that's community the center free Thursday afternoon training. <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> um, favorite karaoke song? Oh god. Come on. I don't. It's really, got to be. It's, it's like Gangnam Style. It's not Gangnam Style. No, 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 no. no. It's, it's, it's the people's favorite. It's the it's people's, the people's favorite. favorite. Sure. Uh, Informer gets a lot of hits, though. Um, truthfully, like, probably one of my more iconic tracks that I've done that people, like, one of my easy go-tos is Brian Wilson by Bernie Ooh. Yeah. Really? And, mm. Yeah, absolutely. That's not yeah. fun. That's like a Canadian thing, I think. <laughs> that's well, not fun. See, that's not a billion dollars. That's not... That's not... <laughs> grade nine. No. No, no, you're right, but it demonstrates my vocal capacity. It's a good, strong song, and uh, and it's upbeat, and it's not like... The other one that I've done also um, that I really enjoy is uh, I used to do I'll Be a lot. Like, I'll Be by Evan yeah. McKay used to That's be. mine and Beans' song. That's Aww. the song. I used to sing that, sing that to her on the phone when she Dude, was in sing TV. it at their wedding, bro. Sing it at their wedding. Oh, yeah, you got to do it now, best Are you man. serious? Are you serious? I totally would do that for you. Fucking titties. Yeah, all right. <laughs> See, John Medina knows how to make weddings work. That's Done. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm going to fucking tell Beans about that tomorrow. Yeah. No, surprise her. Surprise her. Still working on the marriage part, but the weddings. The weddings. We can, we can <laughs> do that. Weddings. I have a good wedding. All right. That's it for me. Next, next question. Okay. To Jay, in your opinion, who is the best X-Wing pilot in the Star Wars minigame and why? Well, that, I mean, that's a really interesting question. Uh, my favorite squadron... <laughs> To play is the I believe it's Biggs Wedge and Luke um, because Biggs makes it so that if you have a friendly ship within range one of him, uh, you can't target that sh- like the enemy can't target that ship. They have to target Biggs. So you load Biggs up with a lot of defense. You have Wedge dealing out a lot of damage, and he has the highest highest pilot skill, so he gets to shoot first generally. And then you have Luke, who's basically unkillable. So. Uh, like you're just running a train on them of like triple X wings and <laughs> and, they, and they can't and they can't do it. They can't do anything. They just can't do anything. So I I think the best pilot if you're going with a strategy like that is uh, is Biggs. But obviously, just like Magic, uh, the game is is diverse and robust and as such robust. as such, it depends on the it depends on the uh, it depends on the pilot. I mean, if you want to be a big dink and Play, you know, Chewy in the in the Millennium Falcon and be a no fun loser. Then that's the best pilot to be a no fun loser. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Okay. Second question. <laughs> you said you used to wear a suit. Why would you do that? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Where this I don't know where that question is going from. Maybe to work and shit. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but because I had to. Uh, 
like I didn't just wear a suit all day. In the grocery store? Yeah, just like, oh man, I'm going to bed. Better put on my suit. <laughs> and then I have to get up, so I gotta change my suit to my gas filling suit. Go get some gas. So I don't, uh. Yeah, I'm I don't laughing know. at this question. It was a you work said. thing, and I had to do it because everybody at work is a fucking idiot, and I'm not the boss because I don't know. I'm not the boss. Like I don't know. Because I'm not the boss. That's yeah. why everyone. You know, like if I was the boss, I wouldn't. I wouldn't give a shit what my cubicle jockeys wore up to their call center job, talking to like the most retarded people on the planet. Like I don't think that it matters if you wear a suit while you talk to fucking Mabel. About how her, how about how math works on her bill because she's a fucking carp, you know. Um, yeah. So I wore, I wore a suit because my job dictated so. That'd be a little weird. A whole call center with everyone wearing suits. Yeah. Like you know, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Obviously, you don't want your people coming in with like, you know, in like just their ginch or like a sleeping bag, you know. But I mean, come on, short. You could let them wear shorts for fuck's sake. And a t-shirt. So, John, what superhero are you in the Polish Tamales token? In the Polish Tamales token? Yeah, the one for face face games that we did. Yeah. With the crossbow. I don't know what superhero I am. Does this person know? No, that's the question. That's the question. They're asking you. I have no idea. Because we're all superheroes. Right? We are? Or at least we're all from Saturday Morning Cartoons. That was the thing. Really? Yeah. 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 What? So who are you? Why is this the first time I'm hearing about this? You're like just some big fat Mexican is who you are. With a crossbow. <laughs> well, I mean, a oh, yeah, that's self-explanatory. Right. All right. So you don't know. Which do you prefer? Carne asada, chorizo, uh, was it? Chicarones or barbacoa? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I have to say uh, it depends on the time of day. If it's morning, I obviously want some chorizo and eggs. Uh, if it's any other time of the day, it's carne asada. There you okay. go. Okay. KYT, pick the next question. Okay, I'm just going to finish uh, this guy's question. So this is to me. How did you determine who was on the original cast? I've heard how Medina got on, but did you know Scotty, Jay, and Jesse beforehand? I've mentioned it a few, more than a few times on on past episodes. Yeah, he's it fake was basically, fan. basically, <laughs> um, luck and just uh, Jesse had a set a site, and Jay was one of the funniest guys on my Twitter feed. You know, I heard Scott when he guessed it on UMTG tap, so it wasn't like pure randomness, but it was it was random I was also, enough. And I, I was also like, writing okay. for Jesse at the time, right? Like, and yeah. uh, and we he and I had also talked about a podcast possibility too. So, so. Yeah. boom. And how did people start calling you Batman? Um, I think I just love the movie so much. He's my he's a car. <laughs> he's my favorite superhero of all time. He's and, quiet. Uh, he's the silent type. He's the ninja assassin. He's Batman. <laughs> Come on. And there's some of the Batman. philosophies that that are from the movie that, that I, I sort of uh, so believe Batman in. Batman so. is the one that taught you the most in your life. Uh, yeah, it wasn't <laughs> your dad, it was Batman. <laughs> That's why people call me Batman, so. There we go. Um, the answer is most question. definitely not that he is Batman. <laughs> by the way. Um, this is a question 
not this is probably for Jay, but that is directed at all of us. If you had only a bag of Valencia oranges, a spool of unbreakable dental floss, a bucket of poutine, and your wits to defend you, would you rather fight a playset of four four rhinoceros tokens with trample hay smelly and hockey rink walk or twelve <laughs> or twelve one one elementals? But young Pyromancer and Chandra were both on her period when they made them, so they just keep complaining, complaining about how you need life balance or an happy wife, happy life, or some garbage. <laughs> it's definitely the one ones because you yeah. can take those out with oranges. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously. <laughs> What's the follow-up? The follow-up question is good, they'll, right? They'll never get past the unbreakable dental floss either. They're only one one. Yeah, they're one one. Come on, guys, get your shit together. So there's a follow-up, um, right, to that? Yeah, sidebar question. You get to choose one extra item to um, wade into, wade into okay. battle with. To twist, you pick for your castmates, not yourself. So J for John. What item would you give me to battle these one ones? What item would I give you to battle the one ones? To add yeah, to the oranges. To and add to the floss. oranges and unbreakable floss. You like unbreakable floss is. I don't need anything else. Yeah, I would give you a fucking. I would give you a gun that would only backfire. Because <laughs> <laughs> the question asks you if you you had to use your wit, and so I would test your wit by giving you a gun that would only shoot you. And I would only wow. give you one bullet, too. I'd only give you one bullet because that would be, like, the clue. Because if you're fighting... How many of these things did he say? Twelve. Twelve things. You don't pull out a gun with one bullet and shoot one. Yeah, That's fucking dumb. stupid. You save Unless it for the last... Unless they're all in the line, and then you can stand on the other side of the line and shoot them all through the line. Even then, even then. If they're then. all single file, you, you can... Even then, you're going to get one, maybe two. Like, it's, I'm, I'm not giving you an elephant gun or a rocket launcher, for fuck's sake. Aren't you going to use that just to basically, like, pistol whip them until they're about to overcome you, and then you just take your own head off? That's what I'm saying. I have to do with it, yeah. I think that's the test. You're not going to overcome me. They're, they're a little one one. Bro. I'm testing, I'm <laughs> testing him, right? All right, I'm all right, just right. going to ratchet bomb all those bastards. Nice. Boom. All right, so, John, what would you give me, then? So i got to give Scott something, right? Mm-hmm. I would give Scott um, a... i give him a surfboard. A surfboard. <laughs> yeah, I think that would be useful. Is there a reason for a surfboard? It would be useful, I think, in this battle. Okay. Oh, what? To block yourself. It's like a big shield. Sure. Why wouldn't you just give There's him a big shield? There's 12 of these things. There's 12 of these things. Why wouldn't you just give him a big shield, you fucking like idiot? shields are not big enough, dude. The surfboard is like... I would give him a surfboard-sized shield. What if you I would, make, it, I would make a special shield. shield, and it would be a size of a surfboard, and then I would give him a surfboard-sized surfboard shield. Size shield. The thing about a surfboard, it can be used as an escape device. It can be used as a shield. Uh, it could be used as a weapon if you use the side of it, maybe, okay. or the or the front of it, like a little pokey part. You know, the pokey part. you can stab these guys with your surfboard. I'm gonna have yeah. to remember this. Yeah. When the time calls. I would give well, you a surfboard that can only backfire. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. Um, I'm gonna give KYT an engagement ring. Whoa. Oh. And so that way he can take the ring, 
since all of the elementals are complaining about life balance and happy wife, happy life, and they're probably all just unfulfilled, you could be like, look, look, here, shiny, and fucking throw it, and they'd all chase the ring, and then you could get away. <laughs> but first you tie the, the, the unbreakable dental floss to it so that you can like, grab it back. Pull it back and then give it to your pretty girlfriend. Yeah, there you go. That's not good, dude. Sorry, your very pretty girlfriend. Thank you. I, I have to give something to Jay. I don't know. I'm assuming I'm watching this battle. I just want to... I was going to give a Jay, like, a giant speakerphone or something. <laughs> you know what you should do? You should give him a wedding veil with plastic pink penises on it. Just with dicks on all over it. <laughs> and anal beads hanging from the front. <laughs> uh, but, uh, unfortunately, Scotty doesn't get to pick that. It's KYT's turn. I know. I know. It's yeah, okay, I'll give you and, and, and then right. Jay would just rant them to death. <laughs> Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I, okay. I'd love to see that. So speaking of that, uh, I have a mailbag email I got, oh, and I would oh. like to read it. Because uh, again, like I don't want this to be—I don't want people to think that we're okay with what John did and that all this stuff happens or whatever. It's just that like we wanted this to also just be like this is this, like this is a natural, normal thing that we're doing. We're not trying to ostracize him or make it okay. So we're just kind of progressing with our lives. Everybody has to move on. So. I got this email. Uh, somebody earlier sent you a poo story, and when you read it on your one episode, it was so hilarious. Then that lady sent you her fart story about her first date, and she ended up marrying that guy when she farted in his car, and he bought her shoes. So I thought, since you asked for a mailbag submission, I would send you my poo story. I also submitted this on Reddit, which I know you love. Fuck you, guy. Uh, so here is my story. Somebody asked on Reddit, how do blind people know when they stop wiping? It's, the obvious answer is the taste, but the blind guy actually answered. (laughs) The blind, a blind person actually came into the thread and answered that after they take a shit and wipe a couple times, they just always have a shower. So somebody then asked, well, what happens if you poop in public? And they said, you know, as a blind person, we're very aware of this, and we try to stay very regular, and we definitely do not do that. And on the off chance that we do do that, it is the fucking worst. It is absolutely the fucking worst. So then a bunch of dumb kids were like, oh, yeah, I'm never going to poop in public, and I never have, and blah, blah, blah. So <clears throat> I would love... You know, I would love to save all my poos for home, but it's just not humanly possible. Whilst at university, I went for a Wagamama. I don't know what that is. Uh, I've never been to university. Maybe somebody who has knows what that is. A Wagamama? Uh, with a couple of friends. I opted for the Raymond. It was part of the meal deal at the time, which means lots of sloppy noodles and copious amounts of water. Anyway, the meal went very well. Lots of girls, lots of guys, drinking, eating, chatting away. So, well, in fact, that we decided to go to a bar afterwards and continue the festivities. After a handful of loggers, I noticed my wind was becoming increasingly erratic and unpredictable. We were in a student bar without seating. That seems like a weird place. So everyone was standing, and I was hovering between groups, looking like a social butterfly, but actually performing 
some covert crop dusting as the hideous gas I emitted from time to time <laughs> needed to be spread equally around the room rather than concentrated in one area, thus reducing its overall impact. I strolled up to my friend and we engaged in some kind of frivolous student conversation, probably about an indie band or some sort of hilarious new student jape. When I felt the need to release, something wasn't right, though. This one seemed to have caught on something in my passage and needed a little bit of encouragement. I gave it a quick, sharp push and felt uh, like a water balloon being burst suddenly in my oh. hand. An explosion of sorts. My face turned white and I stopped mid-sentence, turning on my heel and ran for the toilet. There was only one cubicle and didn't have a lock. I had to wedge my foot up to hold it shut while the stream of watery shit exploded erratically from my anus in sharp bursts. I was unable to fully remove my clothing in time and inevitably covered myself in much of it. I fled the scene of the crime as soon as I was done because there was no toilet roll. The ten-minute crap back to the flat I shared was one of the worst moments of my life, and I was in constant fear of bumping into someone I knew while reeking of shit. I got and I rushed through the door. I began changing, and without warning, I shot out another bowl full of shit all over the cream living room carpet. To give you an idea of what we're dealing with here, imagine if cottage cheese came in a pea soup color, water it down a bit, and that's what was staring up at me from the carpet, and the smell that singed my eyebrows assaulted my nose. I then switched on the light to find out one of my flatmates and his girlfriend were canoodling on the sofa, both looking at me with utter disgust. Nowhere is this drogan. This looks of utter, utter disgust. <laughs> so, uh, yes, thank you, uh, anonymous shit person. Um... So, I don't get why you gave this, like, an introduction having to do anything to do with me. Why did you... Oh, why just because you... I don't... Because it's just a funny thing that's regularly happening, but I don't want people to say, like, you know, this episode was great when they were talking about the real meat and potatoes, and then they just started oh. acting <laughs> normal and, like, nothing had happened. It's not like we're acting like nothing had happened. Hello. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah. I was, like... I was expecting some kind of weird, like, twist in this story or something. I'm like, what? What? This person doesn't like what I did, or like what? The <laughs> <laughs> no, no, right. no, no, no. Okay. It was like a caveat. Um, okay. I got another submission too. Um, again, it's another Reddit thread. These people are dicks sending me Reddit stuff. So the question is, teachers of Reddit, have you ever accidentally said something to the class that you instantly regretted? Uh, yeah, the first day of school in an all boys school. New teacher doing roll call. Uh, is Michael Allen here? Yeah. Uh, do you go by Michael or Mike? Oh, Mike is fine. All right. Is Richard Aaron here? Here. Okay, let me ask you, Richard. Do you prefer Dick? Immediately, a kid from the back yells, he fucking loves Dick. <laughs> at least ten minutes, and the removal of three or four students, myself included, to finally calm the class down. I could not stop fucking laughing. <laughs> you fucking love dick. Um, yeah, that's all I have. Go ahead. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna wind down here. Um, so some people want to know if Jay, well, if Jay will be at GB Toronto. I don't know. Are you gonna 
send me some money to buy a plane ticket out there again? <laughs> I could be determined. No. I'm like, getting married in a month, so I unfortunately probably can't make it. Um, Fabio like sent sent us a bunch of questions. I'll just answer some of this quickly. Um, KYT, when will you make the pro tour before or after you get engaged? Um, hopefully before. Uh, will you ever have King Ho on the cast? No. <laughs> um, who will be replacing John? That's, uh, I think only Scott knows the answer to that. Well, I do know the answer to that. Ooh, actually. Mm. So the answer is, we have somebody. He's the first person that all three of us, when we were talking about it, because we talked about this at length, there were a number of names that got thrown around, was the first one that all three of us went, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the only one where I said yes, by the yeah. way. A lot of you out there seem to be on the short list, which to me is the shit list. And I so it's interesting because, because but, but if, if it's the worse, answer... You said... You said no to me, Jay. So And wasn't I right about that? I don't know, man. <laughs> Have you seen the comments on the latest episode? Yeah, I don't true. know, bro. <laughs> it's, it's funny because Jay's response to any... We're like, well, what about this person? He's like, who is that? We're like, well, what about that person? Well, who is that? What about John Tinkle? Who's that? Who's that? <laughs> <laughs> so, hint, if you want to be on the A-team, make friends with Jay. Yeah. Okay. Otherwise, you're just, like, immediately, like, who is this person good for? Oh, they're on all these other podcasts. Yeah, that's not getting any... That's that's not getting any points with me, because all other podcasts are shit. Okay. Uh, He also topped 64 to Japanese PTQ in 1997. Oh, good. Yeah. No, good. Yeah, let's have him on, then. Perfect. (laughs) Um, Whatever happened to Sneep, Keep, or Ditch? Oh, I see. Bring it back. I don't know. And we I should bring that back. See, the thing yeah, with the cool. with the A team is that we're very innovative, and as <laughs> such, quite innovative. And I've been working on things in my laboratory, and you know, you don't want to kick a dead horse. You want to come in, you want to get really quick and dirty, and then you want to get out quickly before you get caught, right? So, what had happened was, uh, we did the sneak keeper ditch, and everybody loved it. And then you got to take it away before it gets boring, and some other podcast like Ordinary picked it up. All right, but in the interest of a throwback for Fabio, who's actually been a very good fan of ours, of course. All right, just shuffled up the nihilist, and I have Loxton Smiter, Domir Raid, Domir Raid, Temple Garden, Sacred Foundry, Clifftop Retreat, Kessel, Sneak Keeper Ditch, Ship it. Ditch, Ditch, Keep, not Sneak, not Ditch, Keep. Uh, uh, All right. Yeah, you're gonna lose two Nia Blitz, but sure. And yeah. and hexproof. Yeah. Well, sure. But you, this is like game one blind. Game one blind. Game one blind. What game one blind? You're gonna keep like you can't even do anything till turn three. Yeah, double Domri and a fucking Jobin with four lands. <laughs> yeah. You there's know, like it. a there's like a million two drops. I'm gonna keep the sand. I'm probably not happy about it, but I don't. That's think the worst. I would pitch that in a second. <laughs> you, you're not doing anything until turn three. <laughs> oh, he's just going by the hope clause. He just hopes he draws something. He's going to draw two more lands and then just get boned. What? Anyways, I I will keep that. Well, yeah, blind. What about you, KYT? I, I think, yeah, I think uh, John and, and Jay in, in the past have been like more aggressive mulliganers than 
than Scott and I because I think I think I would keep on the play. Oh gosh. Sure. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Oh, I'm the, I'm the that is sure. so bad. That is so bad. <laughs> and then, like you, guy. you bastards, you would do something like that. You would get rewarded. Watch you rip an elf. Okay. So what and just be like, oh, I got the elf. Got there. You keep that hand. You drop the smiter, and if it doesn't die, you take over the board because you just like play a domri, fight a guy, and then you, you know, you you can take over from there. Like absolutely. Plus, kiss oh, wolf. Right? Too slow, man. Too slow. Mana comes in on time. It's it's a reasonable. So there you, you go. Said you have a million two drops, right? So why That's would you not just mulligan to six to get a two drop? You said you have a million of them. You should have a two drop in your six. Hmm. So if if the if the extra cards weren't Domri raid, then it would probably be worth the mull. Like if any, because like Domri raid has such versatility with either drawing you the extra cards or just you know using him as removal to to trade off some of your support stuff, so um, if it wasn't double Domri or if it wasn't just like like if it was like Domri Dragon you got a moment. You know what I mean? But like oh, two it seems like this is, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to argue. I don't know anything about magic. I'm not even playing this game anymore, I guess. But it's just like, I don't know. This seems bad. seems bad to me. Can All you right, mold six? Mold six. What do you get? Mold a six? Okay. Yeah, let's see what you get in the mold six. What, what would what me and Jay have to decide here after we mold? All right. <laughs> again, again, ship it, ship it back. Temp, temple, temple Garden, Sacred Foundry, Loxidon Smiter, Voice of Resurgence, Avacyn's Pilgrim, Huntmaster. <laughs> yeah, me. Oh, that's that's the six we want right yeah, there. That's way better than seven every day, every day. All right, next one. <laughs> <laughs> Will there be a party for the next Toronto tournament? Um, yep. Probably. Oh, wait, um, for the next GP Toronto, there will be. For sure. Thoughts on making Crazy Talk modern theme and thus bringing it back? Well, that's never happening now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is John's hiatus permanent? Is he going to Gen Con? Or is it like KYT? <laughs> Uh, yeah, my my hiatus is permanent. Um, I'm out of here. Uh, I am going to Gen Con. One of the things that me and my wife talked about is doing things together. And uh, one of the things we want to try to do is maybe look into some board games. So we'll be going to Star Gen Wars. Con to board games and stuff like that. And maybe Star Wars. I don't know. She's into it. You know, she's going to try to try some of this different stuff. So. Fuck yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> so I'll be at Gen Con for one day, Saturday. I'll be there. Ooh. Ooh. A lot of people were asking that, so. You're gonna be able to catch John. Yeah, I'll be there. Um, what up? See you there. Is anyone else leaving? <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. It's always the fourth member, so uh, hopefully not. Uh, for the group, best AT moment. I mean, there's too many. Yeah, too many. Um, for me, it's still when you called Jay. When you called Jay on his vacation. Uh, <laughs> and you guys are trying to figure out how to say numbers in Spanish. That was the best. And you called Marge, old oh, Marge, Marge and Roger. Yeah, that was the best. That was oh, so good. Fuck, that was pretty good. Smitty's Angels was pretty good too. Oh yeah, that was a good moment. Yeah. One of my, oh, my favorite is still one of my top five is still Flores and Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Are those moments or are those lack of moments? <laughs> it's like awesome. 
I didn't say I hate Flores. I only hate him when he's on the podcast. <laughs> 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 to his face. <laughs> um, I think, I think, yeah, I think, I think that's it for the show. That's it. Wow. Yeah. 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 Wow, dude, you just dropped it like that, huh? Damn. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Well, I promise not to cry, guys. So uh, I'm gonna stay strong here. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I, mean, I guess the big thing for me, John, is just thanks for everything. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And I think you probably saved the show. And I think that the last 80 episodes are better than the first 50. <laughs> Was I on 80 episodes? Yeah. Uh, like, a lot. Really? Yeah. That's, that's oh, not the God. point he was making. <laughs> <laughs> what, I, I, and I, I don't even know what to say, man. I can't... Uh, uh, there's so much to say about the Magic community, about you guys. Uh, I love you guys. I really feel like uh, like we're brothers, you know? And... Uh, um, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a tough. Uh, one of the bigger things of of leaving Magic. Uh, one of the big things that I was gonna have a hard time letting go of was uh, the show and uh, hanging with hanging with you guys every Thursday night. So it's gonna you know that's one of the things I'm gonna miss the most about the Magic community. And I'm gonna miss our fans, man. Our fans are insane. They are yeah. insane. Yeah. And, uh, and you know what? And you know what? You all know who you are. You all know that we love you. And yeah. We don't need to make a stupid T-shirt with your names on them to chuck and tell you that. Like, yeah, yeah. if you think that we do, you're not really our fan. Yeah. I think I think you guys, especially all the people that I would name, I've already kind of named throughout all of the episodes that I've been on. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about people and just kind of uh, tried to appreciate everyone uh, who you know. And then I hear all you guys. I read all the comments on the last episode. I read all the emails that you guys sent and all the comments and all the articles that all that I released this week. So I've read all of that stuff and uh, I've been soaking it in and I really appreciate it. I try not to, uh, you know, let it go to my head or whatever. Um, but it's just, you guys just all blew me away with, uh, with your comments about uh, how much the A team has impacted you. And like, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's really crazy. Man. Well, we, uh, we're going to miss you. We, yeah. we flat out love you. Um, the A-Team would not be what it is today without you. So know that you have forever changed us for the better, and we will, you know, forever be grateful. Um, you know, and, and know that any time, any place, anywhere you need us, we are here for you. Thank you. And Kyle, I'm going to miss you too. I know you're listening. Oh, yeah, Kyle. <laughs> Give back the work slate. Yeah. That's right. Fuck Fuck that guy. What are you doing listening to this? You should be working. <laughs> <laughs> Edit this out, Kyle. Edit this out. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, John, like, uh, you've meant a lot, a lot to me just beyond the show. And, uh, I mean, you've uh, made the show what it is, whether where you were on it or whenever you were, even when you were off it. Um, since you just pimped it out, you just gave us a listen when it was just us three and Jesse and gave us a shot and, you know, decided to appear in episode two or three. And uh, it's been a crazy ride. And uh, like I said before, I intend to, you know, keep in touch with you for sure. So uh, 
This is like a semi-goodbye then, but goodbye from the show. <laughs> Whew. And I guess with that, see you guys next episode, where we hopefully talk about how awesome Jay and Scott's party was. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a lot of stuff coming out of Calgary and, and how much insanity is going to do in the next three days. Yeah. Um, and also, you'll be able to meet the new host, who, as a hint, is here with us at the GP this weekend. Ooh. So you can you can try to figure it out uh, yesterday when we did that, and you yeah. listen to this tomorrow. Yeah. So I so I don't know whether we're actually going to tell anyone on site on Friday. Nah. No. Nah. It'd be boss if he wins the GP. Yeah. Okay, if he wins <laughs> the he GP, might be he'll like, tell you. He, he might be like, oh, well, now I don't want to be on the A-team since I won a GP. <laughs> Which is my exact reason why we can't have certain people on the show. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Some of you that got shortlisted got brownlisted because you're too good at magic. Suck it yeah. up. Yeah. I'm so glad that that's why I kept my skill level down so much so I could stay on the show. <laughs> 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 yeah, gotta be good, but not too good. Yeah, so Scotty talked, talked about that like like a bunch of episodes ago, where he said like when you marry someone, you gotta marry for a guy, you gotta marry like you gotta try to marry up, but not yeah. too far up, and you don't want to marry too far down either. Yeah. The truth, you know, that's the key. I don't know if I can endorse that, actually. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the implications of that statement is, but... Uh... It doesn't matter, because you're fucking fired. Go home. Yeah, go I'm home. fired. All right, all right. I guess I'll go, guys. I'll, I'll go... All, me and Smitty are going to go have a drink, and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> go commiserate over your losses. That's okay. Your replacement's coming in the door next week. We'll see you. Yeah, I know. You guys already had him, like, locked and loaded, man. This is like, boom. It's like yep. you guys had one of those break-in-case-of-emergency contingency plans, like, and it was like, as soon as Medina leaves, here's we're going to put Plan B in effect. Well, so, yeah, you don't, like you say, you don't quit your job so you got another one lined up, and you don't fire number four until you got another number four. Yeah, you guys, you guys had it on lockdown, man. On That's lockdown. right. All right, guys. We'll see you all next week. Hopefully you enjoyed the epicness yeah. that is this show. John, we love you. We'll miss you. And we wish you guys all the best. All right, man. I'll see you guys in the comments. Bye, guys. There we go. But you just get caught up in this, like, you know, when you're when you're just like working, going to bed at two in the morning, just going, like, it's just a cycle that when you go, 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 you just kind of get caught up and don't think, like, man, what the hell am I doing with my life, you know? And uh, something like this really makes you stop and think about that. You make me feel like I am home again. Whenever I